0: Stuff to come but... tell me what happened
1: so so i log on uh and apparently my laptop even though i've used it before with mumble no mumble on it so whatever don't know what happened there uh nsa apparently came in discreet operation removed it uh, i i dragged my fucking computer down and then uh suddenly i'm trying to get into our private room and it's like like like, access denied, or whatever it's telling me. Access denied, access denied. And it's, I've I've got, like, 50 fucking tokens I'm trying to put in. <laughs> and it still is telling me, like, no, you're it, not allowed in. I'm like, I, I've i been in this fucking room, like, so many
0: times. It 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 forgot my token, too. I wonder if there's a time limit or something. Because I had to put mine in.
1: Oh, do you think it timed out? Like okay? I, don't, I don't know.
0: That's crazy.
2: Could possibly be.
1: And, uh, yeah, so I was raging because basically my preparation, my pre-podcast preparation is just warning, warning order, uh, not what it has been in the past. So <laughs> a little bit, a little bit subpar.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, uh, I uh, I was thinking, man, did it, did you forget to jerk off before we started? And I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, no,
1: no, no, <laughs> no. I,
0: I, I knocked out that, that out in the morning,
1: uh, Tried again in the afternoon and just didn't have the momentum. As <laughs> yeah. you have that We're men of a like, certain
0: age, Dave.
1: Yeah, like, you have that one where you're like, I'm really trying on this video, but I don't think it's going to happen for us. It's not you, it's me. The, that's right. You apologize to the video and to yourself, and you just say, I'm just going to go clean up now, and I think we'll just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll
0: try again tomorrow.
1: But the good news is that it's less of a mess. I mean, there's no there's no danger of any errant yeah. errant shots going anywhere. You, strands and drips. That's right. You don't have to do the, 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 the overall area inspection. Like, did anything fly anywhere where we weren't aware of it that might be recovered later by a
0: forensic expert? It's going to be a good episode.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: what?
2: What I suggest, Dave, if you ever that you know, if you get to you can't get to the vinegar stroke is you lie on your arm until it goes numb and then do it and then it feels like someone
1: else. Well yeah, no, that's we, we call that the stranger. That's <laughs> the vinegar stroke. Hand. No, we, what is, we use
0: the we use the left hand for that one. What is the vinegar stroke?
2: Oh the vinegar stroke. Well that's when it happens, mate. That's when uh, you know, you
1: let go. <laughs> The, I've the never vinegar. Heard that
3: before.
1: How how is vinegar involved? Is vinegar? <laughs> is that the word?
2: Yeah, vinegar, vinegar, Well, apparently that's something to do with the taste if the af- <laughs> if the aforementioned sort of stream ends up in someone's mouth. Yeah, oh. when,
1: when I was a young lad, I once had the embarrassment of shooting myself in the eye with my own juice. But you never want to really do that. <laughs>
0: that's... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it does give you a certain amount of. Uh... Empathy later in I was life, very so. young. I was very young. I
1: had, I had just discovered uh, how to jerk off probably about three weeks before. And so about 100 jerk offs later, about three days actual earth time, <laughs> 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 I did that. Because <laughs> once, yeah. dis- once you discover that joy, you're like, well, now
0: I'm going to do it whenever and wherever I can. <laughs> so... <laughs> Indeed, and that lasts for about thirty years.
1: Yeah, so um, so generally, like, that, that's what happens. So we did that, and, and again, I apologize to the uh, ex hamster, whatever I happen to be watching, and then
0: uh, <laughs> and then later on, uh, that's that's also my tr- my tr- side of choice. Yeah, but I got
1: yeah, I got, I got, I, 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 got ca- <laughs> I got caught up in the, uh, the general drinking. So uh, th- there's a fi- there's about a fifth of Irish whiskey. Half a half a fifth, let's say a tenth. And, and, but we're just gonna drink some wine from. Okay.
0: Tom, so but, but yeah, because that's what I'm
1: drinking. Very little prep. So uh, I like it. So I'm, I got the put okay, let me I gotta clean up my, my little I got my little screen going on here. I gotta clean this up. So Jason, are you ready to talk a little bit about DNB and foo? Sure. Yeah, I didn't okay, prepare great. for that, but but have you played? You've played quite a bit, right?
0: Yeah, I've played it probably three or four times.
1: Okay, because I've played, but I don't think I'm like an expert at it. But I do have some like issues, some little things that I thought was interesting. In fact, I've got it set up probably about like three feet away from where we are. So
0: excellent.
2: Oh, is this the Kim Kanga version?
1: That's right. That's right. So hopefully we can get into that a little bit. And uh, so, Tony? Tony, you're in for it. So we'll see what happens. Rock and hey, roll. hey Tony, how's your American accent?
2: My American accent? I don't really know there.
1: Okay, good. That <laughs> That's perfect. That's awful. So, so what we're going to do now is we're going to record. Each of us is going to record our own channels. I don't know if Jason, you already have Tony recording.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm recording. But you okay, guys so insert. Okay,
1: so let's each record. So you're gonna, you're gonna hit. Tony, you're using a Mac or using a PC? Oh, i'm using a pc okay so i don't know if you have a record button or like a red button at the top yeah i've got option. a
2: recording i've got a so, recording button
1: so you're going to want to you're going to want to record and in multi-channel format uh wave file and so that way in case uh for whatever reason we don't uh get get a good copy of your uh your audio we can always get your file and you'll have recorded it locally
2: yeah done i'm just starting recording
1: okay and then obviously don't exit out because if you x out if you try to exit <laughs> out of the recorder, it makes it
0: a fucking one. nightmare that stops but. i yeah. just
2: realized that yeah now i've got a pop-up button and it's got a control with with um the seconds going down
1: yeah that's that's good okay so um so tony uh in your best american accent i would like you to introduce the podcast
2: why don't you do the intro? Well, how are you, though, folks? This is the Advance After Combat podcast, and this is where you'll discover amazing things about wargaming, drinking, and flashlights. Over to you, Dave and Jason.
1: Okay, that, that, was, that was decent. That was,
2: that was pretty,
0: pretty good.
1: Soft. That might be a keeper.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed that. That'll be a bumper later.
1: Yeah, so uh, again Australian radio. Are, are you from Australia or New Zealand?
2: No, I'm actually from Australia. New Zealand we don't talk about them. So yeah.
1: so are you but you're from an island in, in Australia? Yeah. Are, so are I'm you from... guys are you guys like the other island? Like the other white meat? Like yeah. it's not New Zealand, <laughs> so... but it's it's Tasmania.
2: So I'm actually from Tasmania, and uh, it's a really interesting thing. Even though um, Tasmania is part of Australia, we have our own separate identity. Um, so if if like if a, if you meet a Tasmanian or Australian uh, in in the United States, so the Austra- the Australian would say I'm an Australian, but what the Tasmanian would say, even though he's an Australian, he would say I'm a Tasmanian. It's uh, it's really weird.
0: It's kind of like the Texas of
1: Australia. Correct. Incorrect. I love my dad. That might be good. So, but, but you guys, so why is New Zealand, it's a, you guys are an island too, so why are you part of Australia and not uh, another island, Tasmania, all up, up to itself?
2: I, I, well, I, that was just due to, uh, so Tasmania was Australia's uh, second colony, so after the British came into Australia and settled Sydney, then they settled Hobart. Okay. In in Tasmania. And uh, then when federation occurred in the 1900s, then we joined the Federation of Australia. And they're actually in the constitution, New Zealand could have actually joined the Federation of Australia, but they decided to form their own tin pot country instead. Oh, <laughs>
1: is it possible that maybe the people that were sent to Tasmania were like, even for Australia, where people were like, oh, this, these guys look really shady. Like, we don't... Oh.
0: Like these they, guys, they, like, they like, really like sheep.
1: They're like, yeah, like serial rapists, that's one thing. But these Tasmanians, like I think this guy needs to go to Tasmania. Like this guy. It's too much even for us Australians.
2: <laughs> Look, I think Tasmania's got absolutely nothing to do with the hundred and fifty thousand convicts that went through Port Arthur, um, or the cannibalism that happened as well.
1: That's good. So do you do you guys feel like on the average that Tasmanians are tastier than Australians? Like if you had to eat an Australian or a Tasmanian, do you feel like a Tasmanian would be a better meal?
2: Well, generally Tasmanians don't try to eat each other because that's not the done thing when you're a cannibal. But look, other Australians, they definitely are the other, other white meat if needed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. So. So you'd say basically as a, as a national uh, project, like as far as uh, like something you guys are trying to put out there as propaganda, you'd be like, if you're looking to eat a nation, please choose Australia first. There's more selection. There's variety. It's like a, uh, like a, uh, a buffet as opposed to Tasmania.
2: Well, well, exactly right. And that's why Australia encourages a multicultural country, you see, because there's all it's the like different a salad types. Bar. They're like the salad bar. Yeah, indeed indeed it's fantastic it's the same that you guys have you know you invite the mexicans across the border as well i mean that's just fantastic <laughs> that's
1: right we're all about inviting people like <laughs> that's right.
0: that's, yeah that's open good. borders that's
1: good <laughs> okay borders so uh all right so so um i don't know if you figured it out yet but this is a podcast <laughs> it's called advanced after combat this is brought to you by myself uh, dave and uh my bromance partner jason I am Jason. And this month, apparently, we have somebody uh, who we brought in from another country, and his name is? Tony. That's Hello right, Tony.
2: and welcome.
1: And Tony is from the land of Tasmania, so it's a real place. It exists. I mean, there's people out there. How many people live in Tasmania total? Like, what's the population?
2: Oh, it's very small. It's probably only about half a million people. So well, we're, That's
1: we're... not too bad.
0: Wait, you're, wait, you're, wait, wait. Google says it's five hundred and fifteen thousand. So you were almost spot on. Well done. Oh, thank you, sir. I don't know how many people live in my city.
1: That's <laughs> depending on cannibalism, though. The population varies. There's <laughs> plus plus it's, or minus. It's like, <laughs> there's fluctuations.
2: That's good. <laughs> We do, we do enjoy having tourists over. They're very tasty. <laughs> so
1: so it's, a, it's a variety. Yeah, you <laughs> have to variety in your diet. That's good. So, Tony, um, uh, what's your age range? Like, if you're going to give me a band, like 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 20, 30,
2: what are you? Oh, I'm, I'm 40 to 50. So I started, right. you know, I started Wargaming about 1978, just to give a sort of age bracket.
1: All right. So what did you start with? What, what was kind of the first game that kind of got you going into Wargaming?
2: So the first game, I was in grade three. We actually had an American teacher. And the first game I actually played was the uh, SPI Blue and Gray series. Um, And then after that, I sort of graduated to Cobra. So I think, what what was the 1977 version? Again, an SPI magazine game. Um, And then it started from there. Terrible Swift Sword, uh, Fifth Core, Another again, another S and T magazine, and then it just uh, kept on going from there.
1: Now, was this like a teacher who was like a, like a wargaming club teacher, like a history teacher? Like, how did so it was actually a teacher kind of introduce you to the games?
2: Yeah, he was actually an American teacher who actually he emigrated to Australia and he was teaching in Australia, and he introduced me into into wargames because I've always been interested in in history, um, because my parents came originally came from post war Germany. And so my dad sort of introduced me to the history of Germany and told me a lot about the war and, and, uh, and everything and that, like that.
1: And the, the mistakes that were made and the things that the Germans could have done differently to ensure over global domination after World War II? <laughs> Is that what your dad?
2: <laughs> he, he was no? more interested. Okay. He, he was more interested saying it was, a, it was a damn stupid
1: thing. All right. So so you're, that's interesting. So your dad was actually German, but he emigrated to uh, Tasmania.
2: Yeah. So my dad. So my dad actually. Yeah. So he was. He he was. I think, lucky enough to be young enough that he didn't have didn't have to serve. I think he served as uh, uh, in the AA gunning crews, in 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 the in the German army, and then right. after the war he basically, buggered off to France and he worked in the coal mines in around Lille, for a few years, and then in France he just happened to come across a. A poster, and it said, "Come to Australia and uh, work for the, uh, you know, the hydroelectric commission." And he thought, "This is a good idea." And so, yeah, he buggered off to Australia, and uh, yes. yeah, he arrived. So,
1: so your dad's basically covered in coal dust, and he's looking at this picture of this sunny island, and he's like, "Water sounds great. Like that sounds like an awesome."
2: So <laughs> yeah, definitely- and yeah. They didn't mention the cannibals at the time, though.
1: Yeah, so it <laughs> was good, like good your marketing. Dad, your dad was in Germany, and and the the German government's like, "Hey, no more swastikas." And your dad's like, "Well, in that case, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to let me find my swastikas, then I'm going to Australia." <laughs> well, the ironic thing is that he
2: actually he actually got out of East Germany. So yes, my oh, parents actually.
1: That was a good my call.
2: Per- yeah, my parents actually came from a country that never existed, well, doesn't exist anymore. So. Oh,
1: that's good. And so, yeah. So, so, uh, that, that was kind of your first, uh, then did you have a pause or did you kind of play war games all through your adulthood? Or did you have a pause where you had to like meet girls and go out on dates and then get Stinky Finger and then do all that stuff and then get married? <laughs> and then, or did you, uh, or did you actually play games all through and were a total nerd all through college and um, now pretty much
2: pretty much i played games all the way through high school college um uh, my first university and uh, it's actually only since it's only probably since probably right up to 2012 where I really stopped or slowed down playing games and that's just because of other shit going on in my life so I've played games
1: all the way through so what's what's the big game you're playing right now? What like what kind of game are you kind of hot on right now?
2: So I'm actually very, very keen on the um, uh, the i feel now I've actually write, to write it down because I can't say it. It's the drum roll please. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The uh I'll feel the thank you. It, the Alfil D Lepi system which is um, by Frederick Bay. It's sort of like a medieval tactical battle system. Okay,
1: that's right. Sure. So that's kind of your thing that you've been playing. Now, are you playing that solo or are you playing that with others?
2: I'm playing that with others um, at the moment on on Vassal, but I can't reveal his or her name. Um,
1: Gildy or not guilty?
2: A guilty, but I can't say anything else. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trade
1: oh, Well, very confidential person. That's that's <laughs> Okay, good. Well, that's cool. So, now is this? Uh, hey, so let me ask you. We don't always ask this, but how did you first find out about our podcast?
2: Well, I've been uh, I've been a member of the uh, of board game geek for quite a while, and uh, then I sort of fell into. Saw this strange thing about the the guild, and I thought, "What the fuck's this?" And uh, I think I was one of the, I think I was one of the, uh, the, the sort of a group of the first members of the Advance After Combat Guild, uh, on Board Game Geek. And from there, I then discovered the podcast. Actually, no, I think I discovered the podcast from actually iTunes because I was listening to previous podcasts such as uh, Point to Point and. Um, you know, contact with the enemy and et cetera. And I was always on the, I'm always
1: on the lookout for other wargaming podcasts, but none of right. them
2: really scratched the itch. Yeah,
1: there, there, there really aren't a lot of wargaming podcasts. It's very, there aren't
0: strange. And <laughs> we, we almost called it advanced after contact. And then we realized we didn't want to be associated with those guys. In, so. Exactly. Right. And I think combat actually works better. And that, I think that gun, was all that was all Dave.
1: we weren't we gonna be messy advance after combat? And then we said no, that wouldn't work.
0: <laughs> what, what else
1: should we go through? Oh, we I we we're gonna go
0: guns dice combat. <laughs> and then we said no. Messy dice <laughs> combat. Yeah. It was it it was a mess. It's not. It, it's
1: not easy being the last man standing when it comes to uh, board gaming podcast. <laughs> that's, <true>. that's it. <laughs> we're, we just we're keep, somehow the
0: the gold example.
1: We just keep recording gold standard. Yeah, because they can't stop us. So that's it. We just keep recording. We're not going to stop. Sorry. <laughs>
2: uh- <laughs> well, I, I think I think this podcast has got the right formula for its continuation.
1: Is it is it the rigid uh, structure and preparation that goes into each individual episode is that what really gets you Tony is that what like fires your imagination the the meticulous
2: nature of the podcast does give me a hard on dave
0: <laughs> the obvious, that makes that makes it all worth the it.
1: obvious prep work that's been done before
0: the episode <laughs> although the the formula does work i i had a shitty day today and i was like fuck we have to record tonight i just want to go home i want to get blitzed and sit on the couch <laughs> and I'm, I'm basically still doing that
1: yeah my wife my wife's already mad at me for being too drunk so yeah. that, these usually lead to good episodes when like pre-episode my wife is already irritated with me yeah those, already the, been those like the best she's like yeah i think you've had enough so mm-hmm. <sighs> whatever you know guys it's like we do it we're doing the podcast um it is a job. It's not the worst job I've ever had.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hours are great.
1: That's right. That's right. I think I think you guys enjoy it. Apparently, the more I hate it, the more you enjoy it. So that's that's another weird. I figured out that. So um, so Tony, I want to tell you this uh, right up right up front. I want to be straightforward with you. Uh, there is a quiz. A quiz. Oh, there's how so? Yeah, this quiz. So, yeah, there's a quiz. so uh, the quiz is titled, Maybe the Hardest Podcast Quiz There Ever Was.
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Come on. Come on. Yeah,
1: and Braxton, Braxton has a, a sub quote here. It says, Every quiz question is inspired by games on my shelves. Okay, good job. So basically, Braxton did not. But
0: Braxton has like a thousand games that's, on that's his right, shelves.
1: That's right, he has a lot of shelves. Um, he also did not leave the room to make the quiz. He just basically sat there and looked at the shelves. And so here we are. So, Tony, you ready? Wow. Because, Tony, I want you to understand, you do not have to take the quiz.
2: I love it when you say that, Dave.
1: You don't have to take it. It's optional. The quiz is optional.
2: Let's, let's do it, Dave. Let's
3: do it. Okay,
1: let's do it. All right. So the first uh, quiz section is called Name That Opposing Commander. This has quickly become a crowd favorite.
0: It is. That's a tough one, too. So, mm, uh, okay. um,
1: so we're going to name Ark the battle and our commander, and then you have to name the opposing commander. So the uh, it's the Battle of Edge Hill, English Civil War, 1642. Our commander is King Charles I. Who is your commander, Tony?
2: hmm i'm wondering so Edgy, that was pretty early in the war and i'm wondering if it was uh mm, i know there was joint commanders in there as well the- theoretically speaking but I-, I think i'll go with uh fairfax
1: i don't think that's a correct answer and if you have any uh objections or you would like to like appeal any answers feel free to email braxton and complain them. <laughs> yeah. so we have, I, I... we have we have the earl of essex robert Devereux. oh
2: okay I'm, well, pretty that... sure was, I'm pretty sure there was pretty sure there was actually joint commanders for the parliamentarian forces
1: so well, I, acor- according to Braxton, Tony, that's a wrong answer, so you're just going to have to live with that. So <laughs> the next battle is the Battle of Borodino, 1812. Our general is Napoleon Bonaparte. Tony, who is your general?
2: Uh, that would be Kutuzov.
1: Okay, you got that one correct. For Braxton, Braxton apparently correctly Wikipedia that answer, so good job, <laughs>
2: But I think Barclay de Tolly was there,
1: too, as well, wasn't he? All right, let's not muddy the waters, Tony. Let's Show let's, up, yeah, Goodness so <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got Labatai. Somebody's got the Labatai game. Okay, we get it. All right, so the next, uh, the next battle is the Battle of the Teutoburg Forest, Germania, 9 AD. Our commander is Publius Quintilius Varus. Who is your commander, Tony?
2: Uh, that would be Arminius.
1: God damn Tony's like right on the skip. right up killing him See kids unlike all the other guest guest podcast hosts wargaming does teach you something about military history it can happen mm-hmm. It certainly does So the next battle is the Battle of Bosworth Field 1485 War of the Roses Our general is Richard III Plantagenet Your general is whom
2: Ah, uh, that would be Henry Tudor.
1: Oh my gosh, he gets it right. Good job! Wow, that public school education really paid off, right? <laughs> Isn't that the... Well,
0: I did it's, a lot. Of... It's tr- uni twice.
2: I, I look. I, I stayed at a boarding school, and I got. And you know, I think the history associated with the masturbation helped. That's right. I so, was going to say, tell so, the stories so, about. So,
1: Tony, school. were you a boarding school kid?
2: I was, mate. I was.
0: So how many years did you spend? A real Holden Caulfield. Six
2: huh? years, mate. Six years. I've got really impressive arms because like I'm seven, anti-dexterous.
1: What's like seven through 12?
2: Uh, you know, 12, 12 through to, uh, well, 12 through to 18, essentially.
1: No, I'm saying
0: years, like school years. Like, Great. Grade. Oh, you have you to say grade, be, you like to say grade before. That's it right. First. Grade seven through grade 12.
1: Okay. Great. Sorry. That's right. Okay, so that's cool. No, I did. I did boarding school also. Uh, I did ten through twelve. How oh, did though. you? It was coed.
2: Oh, coed. So, oh, okay. So, I wouldn't say you didn't go to the same boarding school as Trump then.
1: No, there was there was a lot of sneaking across campus after hours, climbing in through windows of girls' dorms, like commando missions. It was like one constant <laughs> night, like the Saint Nazaire raid every night. to like say Saint Nazaire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you were looking to do, you're looking to uh, do some, well, looking to let go of some torpedoes then.
1: That's right. That's right. We all need to let off that stuff. Either, it's either in, on target or on the ceiling, basically. Either way. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question, the next question is going to be the Battle of Passchendaele. I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing correctly, but I think you know what I'm talking about. World War I, 1917, Passchendaele.
2: Yes, yeah, Pashendale.
1: Okay. Um, our commander is Douglas Haig. Who is your commander?
2: Well, see, that's really interesting because I believe there was a bit of a change of commanders at that time. So let me just have a think about that.
1: Yeah, I think you let off your little uh, uh, click to speak, but oh, we're so- eager to hear your answer.
2: Sorry, sorry. I will uh, keep my finger on the pulse while I have a think about this. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was Falkenhayn. I don't think it was. Not sure that Ludendorff or Hindenburg were there at that time. I'm wondering if it was uh, the Crown Prince.
1: Uh, we the that's your answer.
2: <laughs> the
1: uh, the answer in the Prince? form of a statement. The, the the Crown Prince is your answer.
2: Yes, that's what I believe, is the crown prince, I thought. The answer
1: we have is Eric von Ludendorff. Ah,
2: oh, it was Ludendorff. Ah, oh, damn!
1: And again, any, uh, any disagreements with questions or answers should be uh, forwarded to the appropriate authorities, including Braxton and the Human Resources Department of Advanced have to combat. Incorporated.
2: <laughs> I should have just said Ludendorff and just gone with it.
1: Okay, so number, question number two. You're doing great. You've got uh, three out of five correct. So so far, smashing. Uh, for each listed military engagement, name which war or conflict it is most associated with. The Battle of Poitiers. What war is it associated with?
2: So Poitiers would be the uh, well, depending on which Battle of Poitiers, it would it be the Hundred
1: Years' War. You're correct. That's correct. The next battle. Is the siege of Masada what uh what conflict or war is it associated with?
2: So, did you say Masada as in M A S A D A? Correct. So, that would be the uh that would be the Jewish revolt, uh, so the Romans versus the Jews.
1: You're correct. The siege of Kut K U T what war or conflict would this be associated with
2: that was uh world war one and that would have been in um sort of like the near east
1: you're correct good job god i think i would have done really well because i just read i just read a book that talked about it was like a, a study of like like basically idiots in command like all the
2: yeah. oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you know Oh yeah. So, Coot is like, they, and while the guy does a great job of going through like uh, different battles and wars and uh, his own premises are not the best to read, but I thought it was. Koot definitely seems like one that was messed up badly.
2: Yeah, it was, Koot was one of the first instances of aerial resupply of a besieged fortress.
1: Right. So the next battle, and I think you're going to get this one, the Battle of Fontenoy.
2: Oh, that was seventeen forty-five, I think. War. Uh, now, the actual name of it. Let me just think. The actual the name of
1: the war. I know actual. Come I know on, the actual, Tony. Day. Come on, Tony. Let me think. Let me think. You can. You can probably even tell me who the generals were, who fought on each side.
2: I think I probably could. I think it was probably. Was it? Montenoy. Uh Well, I know it was, between, it was between the French, and I know it was the co- coalition, and that's right. Oh God! But it, what was it's, the war? It's
1: basically it's basically the best French general fighting for the French. The One guy who was the best.
2: So wasn't not Turin, was one,
1: it? the one? No, the one good one they had who kicked everyone's ass before Napoleon. There was
2: <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't Turin. It wasn't. You know, thinking about. But I thought usually sh- wasn't. Um...
1: Oh, I forget the name of it. Um... Come on, Tony. It was the one general the French had after all the other generals, after Louis Fourteenth, the one general he had that was really awesome, who just kicked the shit out of the coalition after Marlborough was gone.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. But that was around the 1700s, so that was like... Um,
1: no, but Marlborough uh... dominated all through the 1700s and the teens. <laughs> it's later. You got the date right <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I know, I know I'm, I'm calling
1: hint um, It was the, he, uh, it was the he, Austrian he's, he's, he's named after an instrument There's an instrument name That might be named after him That oh, you could do play I,
2: Do I have to name the general or just the war?
1: God damn, you just have to name the fucking war, dude
2: Oh, <laughs> oh shit Okay um, it was the war for the Austrian succession,
1: wasn't it? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I thought you'd never get there. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Good job. Anne Sachs was the general.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, Maurice de Sachs.
1: Okay, the next, uh, the next clue, and I'm not giving you any more clues besides what's actually printed on the page, <laughs> is the Battle of Poltava.
2: That would be the Great Northern War.
1: Oh my gosh! Good job. That's a good. That's a good day. Wow! Nice pull. And who fought there, Tony?
2: So that was uh, the Swedes and the Russians.
1: That's right. Swedes commanded by whom?
2: Uh, that was commanded by Prince Charles.
1: That's right. Good Charles job. the Twelfth. Yep. Wow. That's right. Not, a, not You're really a,
0: making me feel bad right. here. Good job. But what,
3: okay, get, so what gets get me, me
2: about Poltava is, like, it's in the Ukraine. It's in the Ukraine. Why the fuck was he all the way down to the Ukraine if he comes from Sweden?
1: He couldn't stop fighting. I, he's one of those guys. I think he was – he just – Charles was was too aggressive. I think that's the problem. No, he, I agree. He, it's similar to Napoleon, right, where, you know, he just was constantly trying to expand – Beyond, you know, Napoleon, when you look at Napoleon on the end of the campaigns, like even when the allies are trying to corner him, like in the 1814s, like trying to push him back and they're like, okay, just take this deal. And he's like, fuck you. And he fights and he loses. Then he's like, okay, the deal you were going to give me, I'll take that. And they're like, fuck you. We're not giving you that deal. We're giving you this deal now. He's like, why am I taking that deal? And then he loses again. He's like, okay, the deal you were going to give me, uh, <laughs> he constantly <laughs> is trying to get the, the, the deal they were offering. him. like, if he had just. Taken the deal, maybe, but who knows? They probably at that point would not have let him be in charge of France. But who knows? I I agree. He was considered so dangerous. that so all right. So here we go. Oh, this is a good question. So question number three. Oh, and let's run over the numbers real quick. So we have uh, we had three out of five. I
0: I I count eight. Oh yeah,
1: he aced he aced question two, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is three. For each bloody nickname of each battlefield landmark listed, name the battle or war it is most associated with. So these are bloody names for battles. Great question, Braxton. That's really good. The the bloody angle.
2: Oh, that would be Gettysburg.
1: You would be incorrect. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the bloody angle is at Spotsylvania at Antietam. It's where oh. Gordon's Confederates tried to drive back the Irish Brigade. Oh, I thought Union. that would have been Gettysburg. Oh, yep. Okay. And I think uh, I think Gordon contributed because I think he actually got shot in the neck or something during the battle. Okay. Next is uh, Bloody Ridge. Bloody Ridge.
3: Ooh, Bloody and don't Ridge. Don't come up
1: with some stupid Australian Bloody Ridge that you guys had in, in <laughs> one of your many dumb <laughs> battles. Or- America. In the, so, in, in the, yeah, in the War of the Dirt Clods. No, we're like, this is a serious war we're talking about, Bloody Ridge,
2: uh,
3: like well, a real uh, war.
2: The Bloody Ridge, I'd know, would be Guadalcanal.
1: That is correct. The Battle of Edson's Ridge is the Bloody Ridge. Good job. The Bloody Ditch. What Ooh, was known as the Bloody Ditch? The Bloody Ditch. God, these are hard. This actually a pretty hard that, question.
2: That is, a, that is a good one. That is a good one. Because I know there's several bloody ditches, much the pity. No, oh, I'm just thinking, thinking.
0: I'm- Could this just be a Brit complaining about... That's right. Some random ditch that gets clogged outside <laughs> his house. That bloody ditch I have that, to get up there. That bloody
1: ditch... Yeah, the Brits really over est- overestimate uh, the whole bloody aspect of things. Like, come on. I enjoy bloody as a mm, yeah.
2: mm. Indeed. And Australians do the same. We say bloody everything.
1: So it's basically like fucking, you motherfucking, this fucking, it's bloody. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. It's right? bloody.
2: Okay. So because it's a bloody ditch, it wouldn't actually be a modern war, I suspect, to be more be something in the 19th century?
1: We are not going to uh, respond to Ralph. Questions that are trying to just withdraw information from us—we are it. we are an inscrutable Mandarin face staring at you, oh. as, you as you try to uh, work your magic on us.
2: Well, look, I wasn't really asking a question. I was just uh, confirming the. Oh no, that question. was pretty
1: clear that, that was pretty clearly uh, phrased as a question. Uh, <laughs> it's a bloody <laughs> ditch. It is known as the bloody ditch.
2: The bloody ditch.
1: It mm. would like an answer
2: all right i'm gonna put i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna see it's um it's uh petersburg the siege of petersburg
1: yeah i'm i was i was gonna go out let me guess that you were not gonna get the right answer on this one uh it's the battle of round down uh what? english civil war
3: wow
1: apparently there was a ditch that was super bloody like double plus bloody
2: okay so. okay <laughs>
1: The next uh the next answer is the bloody gulch. What uh what battle of war is most associated with the bloody gulch?
2: The bloody gulch? Well gulch is sort of like a very sort of American American sort of West sort of I name, like I would you, think.
1: Once you start I feel like once you start going on these paths that <laughs> you're already doomed <laughs>
2: Oh, am I <laughs> okay? I, I think I think about gulch. I think about the American West, you know, and you know, right, so, it.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's possible that Americans call something a gulch. I don't want to. I don't want to steer you one way or the other way.
2: I but. mean, but do other cultures. I mean, a gulch is like, you know, it's like a, um, you know, a gully or something.
1: That's right. In fact, it shares many, many of the same letters. As but
2: that do, but do other cultures sort of say gulch other than you know sort of Americans?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do do, you, do Australians have gulches?
2: No, we don't. We just have we just have fucking
1: gullies. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think we have gullies. Do you have arroyos?
0: Oh, that's right. That's what, that's,
1: what that's we, right. that's what we. That's what we call right. them. Arroyos. That's right. Arroyos?
0: While, Is that no, wow. <laughs> no, a, it's the same thing.
2: No, the bloody. That's so gulch. funny. It is, it is the rodeo out here.
0: Yeah,
2: that's. Oh, that sounds.
0: We give it. A... <laughs> Go ahead.
2: That sounds very That sounds very, uh, very, um, you know, official.
0: Very, very southwestern is is what I would call it.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, we have streets like Soledad, It's it's Spanglish. Seiko Canyon. It means dry canyon. <laughs> <It's like> Seiko's <laughs> dry.
0: All right. Um,
2: so so do you think the term gulch might be something like, you know, more uh, 19th century, 18th century then?
1: I already think this question has been a long walk to the well. So I think either <laughs> there's water in that well or not, but we need to find out. So let's oh, let's okay. look in the well and let's figure it out.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Bloody gulch. I'm just going to say the American Civil War.
1: Uh, it is actually Battle of Carentan, Normandy, World War II. Really? The
2: Bloody yeah. Gulch? Oh, I didn't even
1: know yeah. that. But, but you did have the American ankle, right? Probably named by Americans, but maybe so it Texans. Was,
2: so was that, was that the, uh, the paratroopers' attack on Karentine?
1: Uh Yes. Not sure. I would guess that, though, but that's Ooh, okay. not, not true. Okay, so the, 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 fifth, the fifth answer on this question is Bloody Hill. It's a it's Bloody Hill, a battlefield landmark. Name the battle awards most associated with.
2: Oh, geez. Geez, because there's several Bloody Hills. I'm sure there were many. Oh,
1: so. gods! I mean, just, for example. Just name one. Just name one.
2: Well, I, I like, look, I'm pretty sure wasn't. Um, wasn't um, like um, Custer in the Indian War? Wasn't that the like the Battle of Little Bighorn? Wasn't that a bloody hill?
1: Yeah, um, but I don't think I don't think he got to name anything because he got killed by a whole bunch of Indians. He did. He so, did. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm he sure lost, he kind of lost the right to name anything on that battlefield since he was uh, dead.
2: Yeah. True. True and and I'm pretty sure in the American Civil War there was a couple of bloody hills as well um so it's a tough one so it's one and I'm pretty sure in the World War 1 there was a, there was a bloody hill as well
1: the problem is I think in, there's it's likely that in every war that's ever been fought there was at one point in time a bloody hill
2: so that means, so so that means. Oh my god, my girlfriend's waving, to all. Oh, ah, whoa, whoa. Um,
1: hey, so Tony, is your girlfriend super impressed that you're doing the podcast with us? <laughs> well, she's just she like
2: she's just bending over in front of me. I'm just looking out the window, and she's just bending over me right in front of me doing some gardening, and it's quite distracting.
1: Wow. wow. Okay. So, <laughs> Let's try to keep it together. Try to keep okay. it together, buddy. I, right.
2: oh my lordy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um
1: I need to I need to get a garden. I think I need to get a garden woo! in my house.
2: Oh <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> focus. Oh, focus. Yeah, and, oh. and remember, Tony, this is this is audio. We don't have video. So oh <laughs> yeah.
2: Look! Look! I'm I'm just going to go out there because there actually is several bloody hills. I'm just going to go and go with the American Civil War.
1: That's a good answer. You're on the right track. Which battle? Which uh, right away tells me that you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> way you're going to guess.
2: <laughs> okay. In terms of so it's a very obscure battle, is it?
1: Yeah. There's no way you're going to guess. It. So if you don't know, I think we can just oh, mark look, this one off.
2: Give me. Give me. Look, I'll tell you what. Give me. What? What year?
1: 62. Okay. 18- I, I, 1861.
2: 1861 was oh, okay. Uh was it Wilson's Creek?
1: I got he got it. Wilson's Creek. Good job. I'll give it to him. Thank you, sir. Okay, so that was pretty good guessing by Tony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice, nice deduction.
2: I've learned from Ralph.
1: So that's going to be two out of five for that one. And uh, so now we're going to look at, uh, we're getting to the famous part of the quiz. This is really important. So this is the bonus section. So you might ask like, well, it's bonus. I mean, is this going to count against me. But Jason, do you want to give a quick explanation of what the bonus section is going to do here?
0: So Tony, you really need to take this serious because these next this next question is worth just the same as everything else you've already answered. Okay, but it's bonus. But it, but it's worth it's worth the exact same. But you really need to focus because it's bonus. But it's worth the exact okay. same. Okay.
1: So, so, so hold on for a second, Jason. So you're telling me that uh, while these questions are worth the same, they're still bonus. Like, but
0: oh, they're 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 bonus. So, are,
1: is it X? Are they extra points, or is it
0: no? Because it's still out of twenty, so it's not even like you're going out of fifteen. So they're really literally ex- exactly worth the same.
1: Except but they're bonus. except that they're bonus. So but they're okay, bonus. Okay. We we will know. Okay, cool. All right, good. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure we got Wow. That. Wow.
2: That's that's very generous.
0: That's good. So you have, you have, you have to concentrate yeah. on these. We don't
1: we we only offer these to allies of the United States. Uh, guest hosts uh, who are not from nations that are allied to the United States, we don't offer bonus question to. So so okay. you're actually competing out of twenty? Uh, those other people would be competing out of 15. So
2: I feel very honored to be an ally of the United States.
1: Now, uh, real quick, Tony, why do you feel that Australia is an ally of the United States?
2: Well, it's uh, it's it's very simple because in 1942 the the Brits let us down. So if we look at the analogy of like a porn movie, okay, <laughs> the Brits are in a bit of trouble, and they said, "Hey, Australia, you just bend over on all fours, and we'll just keep and we'll just you know in porn movies when the sort of like the then the girl gets the other girl and she opens her ass cheeks for the big torpedo to go in. <laughs> well, that's what the Brits did to sure. us, and so. And so this is why, and this is why Australia is America's <laughs> oldest ally and will remain
1: to be.
0: And we appreciate it. Because,
1: so in that scenario, are we the torpedo coming in? Or will <laughs> we the, like the Brits are like, oh, I don't think I can handle that. And then America saddles up and says, oh yeah, I got a torpedo for that. <laughs> or were we like, hey, you don't need to get down on all fours and offer yourself up like that to Britain. We'll just be your buddy.
0: In, All right, in, then it uh, turned into a girl girl scene. Right, then they're, they're like, block. you don't even exactly. need to make porn
1: movies. But we're like, so was America like, you don't even need to make porn movies for Britain. Like, don't you think it's kind of creepy that Britain always wants to make movies about you? Like, indeed. Uh, so do... Okay, good.
2: So, So really, so really, from my perspective, it's really that um, relationship from 1942 onwards that, uh, that uh, Australia has had with the United States. And that's continued on because of our strategic position also in the in the pacific straddling the pacific and the indian ocean which is now going to become even more important because really the 21st century is the asian century so And,
1: and let's be honest we're your best friend available because you guys are looking over at indonesia and like you're like no thanks (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, like, like we're, we're good you're like, it's the thought yeah, you're that counts
1: like, who's li- you're you're at the, the senior prom and you're looking around like who's leaning up against the wall you're like there's indonesia <laughs> there's crazy drug war killer philippines guy <laughs> like who are we gonna be buddies
2: with <laughs> well look, look actually australia has a very very strong relationship with indonesia the issue is really uh more so with uh with uh with china i think and uh, also with india i think probably two real geopolitical um uh i suppose interests in in asia
1: do you do you feel like india is becoming more moderate as time goes on like they're becoming more reasonable as far as uh you know i think they're it feels like they're less like communists and socialist and soviet and more becoming more of like hey we want to become like an economic power and
2: well, my from my opinion, I actually think that India is going to cozy up to China more rather than um rather than the United States or Australia and I I think
1: there oh, is going so to you, you don't you don't think that they're natural rivals? No, India no. and China.
2: No, no, I think I think uh, because the 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 issue with India is uh in India is is essentially it's uh, intransigence and corruption and that's something that you know and that's something the Chinese, know, there's corruption in China, but generally well, they, the they've Chinese
1: they have cornered the market on that. They've, 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 they've cornered the
2: that. market on corruption. I think the Indians will learn from that, um, but uh, but I, I think that's the way that India is going, um, and um, I, and I it's I think I think that I think that's a threat to the geopolit- I think that's a threat to the geopolitical stability of Southeast Asia and also India, and. and just for the position of India, because it's very close to the Persian Gulf, where all the oil comes from, as well. So,
1: well, well, the reason I ask is because uh, based on how the, the new elections are going to turn out in the U.S., um, I'm maybe considering uh, uh, leaving my country and trying to become a, an Australian citizen. <laughs> so, I was wondering, <laughs> is it possible that you could adopt me? I mean, like, do you think you'd be a gentle father, like, uh, like as a father figure? Do you think you're like authoritative? or nurturing, or I just want to know in advance. So I kind of know before I sign up, like, what am I getting into?
2: Well, look, I think the important thing, if you want to become an Australian citizen, is that um, I've got to ask you a few, for three very simple questions of first, Dave. Are you ready for this?
1: I am ready. I'm ready for the quiz. This is like a reverse <laughs> <quiz>. <laughs> That's right. I'm ready
2: for the quiz. Okay. Uh, do you drink?
1: Yes. Uh, drink what? Because water, not so much, but everything else, yes.
2: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, do you actually work?
1: I, I have a job, excellent. or I might have a pension by the time I'm there. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> that's very good. That's right, and of course the and of course the uh, the, the, the final question is is that um, is that uh, uh, do you like to vote? i do vote excellent welcome you've now become an australian citizen
1: you know what's interesting so I, I i i've looked at some other countries not because i'm seriously looking at leaving the country but i i looked at argentina as a country <laughs> that i was interested in and you in an
0: Ar- speaking of not, no in argentina
1: <laughs> you, no, in, in, it's interesting in argentina you're required to vote you have to vote that's how it should be. so you are, right? if you want to apply for credit or like a gas account or like a utility account They give you a receipt when you vote, and you're required to show that receipt to do that. Like, if you want a credit card, like, you have to show them a receipt that says, I voted before they'll let you have
2: it. You are required to vote in Australia as well.
1: In the U.S., you're not, so it's like... Uh,
2: Indeed, indeed, but uh, no, in Australia, you have to vote, otherwise they'll, they'll, they'll fine you, so...
1: Yeah, I saw this. intro. I've been watching this interesting show, which is like the uh, like a kind of like a, a borderland protection show for Australia, and it's on like Netflix or something. And like literally, this guy shows up from New Zealand, and they're like, um, "Well, you look like you've got a DUI in the past like eight years or something." The guy's like, "Oh no, you know I'm fine. I'm coming in for a wedding." And they're like, "Yeah, we're not letting you into our country." Uh, I was yeah. like. I was like, are you kidding me? Like the guy had like an arrest for like a DUI, like in the past, like seven, they're like, you should have checked with the embassy before you try. Oh, like, yeah. we're going to put. They're like, we're gonna put you back on a plane and send you back to New Zealand. I mean, the guy's flying from fucking New Zealand. He could probably boat. That's crazy. Yep. Paddle over. And are yep. like, yeah, you can't come in. So you're gonna have to go back and uh, check out with New Zealand and apply with the embassy and then we'll let you out. Like it's super strict. Even the Canadians are strict. Um, my buddy had a friend who was trying to become a Canadian citizen and he had had a DUI like 9 years ago and they're like yeah you got to wait till it's 10 years so yep. yep. bye bye they're like get out of here so i always think it's funny then when we have canadian friends or like friends from other countries who are like oh, complaining about art. and like we let everybody into our country like our rules are, are like anyone who looks at the way the US handles its borders and is like critical like oh i don't well Canada is way stricter about who comes into that country mm-hmm. and Australia is super strict about yep. who comes in. Yep. So Yeah. It's kinda of funny though, because we have we when you see stuff on Facebook and bullshit stuff like that, and the uh, guys are like, Oh, like trying to make fun of us about it when in reality their own countries are way, way harsher about who's allowed that's, entry
2: that's correct so ironically australia has got really really strict border controls but ironically ever since we've put in those border controls we're actually letting more immigrants into the country the, the difference is that they're actually coming through the proper channels not just getting on a boat and just coming over because right. they feel like it
1: but that's the way it should be right so they can, you correct. Know, you can have a process and you know what they're doing and they're if they're working there like i was always about like hey if we're going to have people come in and work let's just give them worker permits and let them work legally like exactly. why this whole underground labor environment where they exactly all... yeah so anyway i'm sure we've lost about we've probably been unfollowed by about half our listeners at this point <laughs> bye, t- bye tyler tyler bye that's, that's tyler fine. turn in, in about 10 minutes i'll stop talking about immigration okay so uh so that's good. So I think we're done with the quiz. Are we done with the quiz? Oh, no. We no. got one more question. Yep. Now we have the bonus. Oh, we're we're actually done. We Wait. actually didn't do the bonus. <laughs> we haven't finished the bonus. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, no one ever said you were listening to a professional show. So I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's only going to get worse. So let's be honest. So. Okay, so this is bonus, and it says, cue Jason's explanation of the bonus. Okay, thanks, Braxton. I already did that. (laughs) (laughs) Name five out of the nine major island invasion operations involving U.S. troops that took place during 1944. So these are major island invasion operations that involved U.S. troops during 1944 in the Pacific Theater of World War II.
2: Holy shit.
1: And he underlined and bolded 1944.
2: So, oh, okay. So you want me to name five of there were nine
1: major island invasion operations that occurred during 1944 that involved U.S. troops. Name five of them.
2: Okay, so I would say uh, I think Palu was Palu 1944. Pelia? is that how you pronounce it?
1: That's, a, t- that's correct. And believe me, I'm not going to judge anybody on their pronunciation. Okay,
2: okay. Um, <laughs> one was uh, Guam. Um, correct. Saipan. Correct. Um now there was now there was a couple of invades. See, this is the difficult because I know there was a couple of invasions in New Guinea, but I think they'll combine forces. So like um Ah, oh, what was it? What was it? Um, well, also in forty four was also uh, was it the? Um, no, it was was it the Philippines? I'll say the Philippines. I don't think it was forty four. I think that was more forty five though.
1: Well, maybe it was so right at the we, end.
2: Was that right at the end of forty four though?
1: So we're, yeah, we're we're not we're not having a roundtable discussion. <laughs> this is a quiz. So. <laughs> I don't know okay. I don't have university works in Tasmania but like you need to answer the question.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so I would say the um other question would have been No, they didn't do truck cuz I just bypassed you, you've, truck.
1: You've, you've guessed it. You've guessed I've guessed it. You you've guessed Guam, Saipan and Peleliu. Paleo. Pele don't don't try to don't try to connect Correct my pronunciation with your own fucked up pronunciation. <laughs> yes.
2: So look, I I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to say um, the Philippines. Like um, I don't know what I need. A,
1: I need a more specific location if you're going to guess the Philippines. Was
2: it Luzon?
1: Is that your guess? I don't know. Was it Luzon?
2: Luzon. I'm thinking. Tony. It,
1: Tony. Was it Luzon?
2: Well, Luzon is that big major island where Manila is. Oh no, I'm asking
1: you. Is your answer Luzon?
2: <laughs> I think Luzon might be wrong though, because I think that might have been 45. I have
1: um, no idea, Tony. I don't have the answers in front okay,
2: of me. Okay, I'll say I'll say Luzon. I think I'm I'm thinking I'm wrong there. That's a wrong answer. Yeah, I thought that would be the case. Now, the other one um One more. You have one you have room for one more answer. One more answer, and it was in 1944, and Only I know in it was
1: 1944. Involving U.S. troops.
2: Can I say the Caroline Islands?
1: You could, but according to Braxton, that would be a wrong answer.
2: That would be a wrong answer. So he wants a specific island.
1: No, I'm saying that's a wrong answer. But yeah. Tinian. (laughs) Ah, Your answer is actually wrong.
0: He he does, but that's not. I'm saying your answer is actually wrong. Tinian. (laughs)
2: Tinian. I'll go Tinian.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll give you Tinian. Mostly, because it, mostly because it doesn't matter. Softy.
2: <laughs> none <laughs> of this matters. None
1: of it matters. <laughs> they it's not the Olympics. Uh, so, not uh, about. Uh, <laughs> so the answers that we would have accepted is Jesus Christ, Bradson. Come on. Like these. Qu- okay. Um, Kwajalein. Kwajalein. talk. Huh? Truck. Angar. I see that. I think Angmar, but it's it's Angar and Lady, Lady, Lady Gulf, Late Gulf.
2: Oh, Lady Gulf. Oh, but that's yeah. part of Luzon, though.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I just yeah, wrote it a is. podcast,
1: dude. I can't know everything. Come on. Tony. Yeah. Just
2: have have a look at the map. I'm pretty sure that's part of uh, Luzon. No, Lady I'm sure Gulf. It is.
1: I'm sure it is. You could have also said the entire continent of Asia. <laughs> right. I mean, like, come on. Everything is all relative. You know. You could there have was- said the Philippines. Never starts a land war in Asia. That's right. That's right. You could have said the Eastern Hemisphere. It's like we, at some point we have to be specific about what we're talking about. All right. So uh, it's still four five, so four
2: five. thank you. So Ralph is my mentor.
1: That's good. That's good. Okay. So um, so do we, Jason, do you have anything particular you want to talk about, or what do we? I'd like to get a little glass of wine. Do you want to talk to Tony real quick, Jason? Can you talk to Tony for a couple minutes? Or...
0: We, we caught up. Wow, We can continue. To, what were we talking about? You interrupted us, Dave. We were in the middle. God, of I
1: interrupted you guys. Jeez, you, well, I, I, possibly, I could not possibly know. Why don't you guys talk? I'm going to get a glass of wine. I'm going to be back, and then I'll interrupt you again, and then we can get started. That <laughs> <Okay. laughs> sounds good.
0: I'll need a drink when you, get, when you get back, but I'll be about 15 minutes. So. Roger that. He's 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 gone.
2: He's gone indeed, mate. He's gone.
0: What what were we talking about?
2: Uh well, we were actually talking about uh kids and education and then teenagers.
0: Teenagers. And then
2: we're talking about your travel time as well because yeah, you got a intensive <laughs> intensive travel time. That's amazing.
0: That's yeah, that's a word. I I'm not sure that's the one I would use. It's it's been Brutal, I think, is how I generally describe. Yeah, it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But uh, what, the one thing I am going to say is that I I, I will be coming over to the states when um, when finally I get enough money to either attend AA Con or uh, ComSim World.
0: Ah, very nice. Is that five years out, ten years out, two oh, years out? I think out? about
2: five years out
0: is is uh, right
2: on. Yeah. So my plan is. Um, um, I'm thinking um, I just need to, next year I'll get my contract reconfirmed um, and, well, my contract will be made permanent, hopefully, and then once I have that, I'll be able to start saving saving up my Pacific pesos to actually...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about about Tony coming out for the convention? Uh, Eventually. As long as
0: it lasts.
1: What does that mean? Like in, we're going to stop it?
0: If 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 it, if it lasts, he will eventually. I think make this it one's
1: pretty successful. I think we're actually a financial success at so this point. Far. So we we've got the challenge coins. Or, or Most mm. coins have been done. They're they're printed and minted and ready to go. So. Uh,
0: Tony are you are you going to bring your girlfriend with you well, on your trip to the states? Well,
2: I I I would love to, but that really that really depends on that really depends
0: on her. I imagine. Right. she's apparently distracting, so I don't know. But if, you could you can, if, if 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 a wargame convention is I don't want place. to point
1: out but you could leave her home at half the cost.
0: So
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, she's actually got relatives in the states as well so I'm thinking she, she might come over but she might go and do her own thing and I'll you know and I'll play games for a week
1: yeah I think that the plan is to kind of try to keep it midwest like mid mid country mm-hmm. we could do a Dallas one and maybe even do like a st. Louis one or somewhere in the mid, middle of the country so it makes it easier problem okay so uh, the advantage the reason we chose Dallas in the first place was because we figured it was a, a travel hub. You know, there's, it's such a big hub for airlines.
0: Oh, that, and okay. the person who volunteered to organize it that's, is. That's right. That, that's which, right. Which, someone, which makes it a lot easier. Because no one else is going to do it. willing anything. to
1: do way more than anyone else that's we right. knew. The medicine man basically did I everything. I couldn't even
0: get shirts. I, I couldn't even get an image posted online to make shirts before the convention and we had someone volunteer to organize the convention. Yeah, though,
1: I'm getting suspicious because it seems like Medicine Man is doing a lot of recon at a particular brewery. Like, he seems to really be going there a lot with his wife to check out the It's always like, oh, we need to do one more dry run at the brewery. (laughs) Just
0: in case. Just in case. I appreciate the effort.
1: Yeah, so it looks good. Uh, So we've got the challenge coins done. Uh, We have some kind of, like, door prizes, but basically it's going to be a bunch of gaming and... uh, I, I hate like when they stop the gaming. And they're like, "Hey, can everyone can we have your attention?" I'm like, "Nobody's here to fucking listen to you talk about shit. So just shut the fuck up and let everyone just fucking game the entire time. <laughs> Every time they're like, "Hey, can, so we're gonna," I just wanted to mention. It. It's like, shut up. Like, so I'm gonna get up there at some point and be like, "Hello, everybody. We have nothing to announce. Keep gaming. Enjoy. Like, just do that." Uh, Wednesday evening, we've been talking about going out to a gun range, doing some oh, shooting.
2: Oh, now you're talking.
1: There's a couple ranges locally that, that apparently have some pretty good setups, so uh, we might go out there and I've uh, get a little bit of experience, so I can probably help some guys who maybe don't know as much what they're doing, and we can uh, walk through some of the stuff and have a good one with that. So It's I not like would. Vegas, where they'll give you an MG42 and let you shoot it downrange, but uh, but it's pretty good. Like you can kind of rent a gun and they give you all the
0: stuff. So
2: I would love to do that because I haven't, because as you know, in Australia, we're not allowed to have guns anymore.
0: No guns. Uh, Nope. Thanks to uh, Port Arthur. Right. Well, yeah. uh, unfortunately, maybe
1: maybe that guy the was the US we're allowed to have like too many guns. So we'll have, <laughs> we're going to see where all that goes. <laughs> like, the jury's still out <laughs> on, what, on what the US people are about. but it is Texas, so we'll enjoy it. So, so yeah, that's the idea. So we're going to do a uh, Wednesday night, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, going out to the gun range. And then on Thursday, uh, I think we're going out to the brewery that John has recon so well that he might actually be a shareholder, like a, <laughs> at this point. Um, then Friday, I'm actually doing my Dungeons and Dragons with Dave event. Uh, so that's... I don't oh, D I don't know I don't know why I do this stuff. Like I'm just like
0: I am don't I'm know like why you do. <laughs> I could
1: have just fucking Again
0: again with the like, effort.
1: Like I could have just gone to the fucking convention and just played some games. Like now I'm like, oh I gotta make all the player character shits and blah. I'm like I, I sit in the shower sometimes like maybe I should just cancel the thing. But <laughs> I won't do it. So my goal is really just to kill all the player characters as quickly as possible. Total so party done. kill. That's right. I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, we're done. Okay, anyway, where's that game of the U.S. Civil War I was playing? <laughs> I'll just walk out of there. But
0: yeah, excellent. So, so Jason, I still, I still haven't booked yeah, my what, travel. What's going on with that? <laughs> I'm just lazy. I, I, I travel so much that I, I, I don't know. I think I just realized last week that it's literally right around the corner. So I, I need to. Do make you think that it's happen. a
1: better deal if you wait? Like, did you make a hotel reservation?
0: <clears throat> no. Oh, no. you might be fucked um, on that, I'm, though. Um, I'm trying to figure something out. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Um, try to uh, d- piggyback a trip on okay. it. Okay. Uh, Good plan. Yeah. Good plan. And what, do do we, uh, we remember
1: what the dates are for that for the convention? Since it's our convention, uh, we, in case anybody one wants second. to know what the dates are. It's in I, October. Yeah, I, I know it's in October. It's Wednesday much. through Sunday. And it is... Let me pull my it's calendar. in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, United States of America.
0: It is not in, it is not in Fort but, Worth. But yeah, Richardson. It, it is in Richardson, Dallas. Right? Yeah, uh, it is the 13th through the 16th. There you go. All right. Of All October. Right, people. There you go. Or the 12th if you want to get there Wednesday yeah. night. But the concert... So we have
1: Thursday. the one guy from uh, from Sweden... Who's showing up like yeah. two days early? Completely crazy. So he's definitely our furthest traveler. Is it Nick? Is it Nick? He,
0: yeah. yeah, it's Nick. I, I think that's a good move because then he can get rid of the jet lag and and acclimate a little so bit. So when I'm the...
1: thinking about Nick, or, do you think he's going to be like Wallander, like skinny type Swedish guy, or big burly bear man, like grizzly Swedish guy?
0: I, I'm picturing the guy from Hell on Wheels. I don't know if you watched that show. I don't know the actor's no. name. Kind of a Kind of a um, oh, what's the actor? Blade Runner, the, the 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 blonde bad guy from Blade Runner. Oh, really?
1: That's what you think? Like, kind of like a yeah, I get it. Like a net runner type. know yeah, uh,
0: uh, a gorgeous. That's Rooka. A gorgeous blonde yeah, head, spiky, loose hair. Yeah, Rutger yeah. yeah.
1: right, Rooka so Spiky, loose yeah. hair, and a little bit of a vein running mm-hmm. down the side of his neck, like before he snaps your neck.
0: And he's obsessed with pigeons. Nice. I'm looking like
1: forward it. to that. Should be very interesting.
0: I, I'm guessing. I am true to
1: form though, right? S- skinny. I'm guessing skinny dungeon master.
0: But ah,
1: hipster. No, sweet. but he's drinking a lot of gin. Um,
2: see, Swedes. Either my my most the biggest and most massive hangover I had was with a Swedish guy um, who was actually an exchange student at the uni. This was many years yeah, ago. Yeah, but
1: but that's that's the roofies though. Roofies will do that to you. So. <laughs> I can't blend that. <laughs> Roofies and horse tranquilizer—it's not a good combination.
2: That, that's true. And
0: it's all that it's that fennel liqueur. And yeah. like that.
2: Don't just yeah. Don't challenge a, a Swede to a drinking competition. Very bad.
1: <laughs> well, I did have a buddy who went to Sweden on a trip, and he's like, "Dude, the Swedes are fucking really drunk." Like. He was like, well, the, like he'd go to nice places and everyone was really nice, but he goes there would be like a random, like super drunk guy at a restaurant, like <laughs> like just some guy would just like, barge through the restaurant, like super drunk. And yep. they, they they and and as an American, you're not used to that kind of drunkenness because if someone's that drunk, someone's like calling nine one one, like the police <laughs> are responding. To that. And it was the same way with England. When he was in London, he said, you don't want to close any bars in London. He goes, because when they empty out, it is like mayhem out on the streets. Yeah, he's like, people yep. are so shit-faced. He goes, you want to leave at like 10 and go home to your hotel. Uh, <laughs> he's, yep. like, he's like, if you wait till closing time, it's like berserk out in the streets.
0: It's, uh... Will... Dave, are you, are you rolling a sleeping bag? For what? What's going on over there? Oh, well, sounds like rubbing my hair bit, I,
2: my I hair. think he's rolling is that, a joint.
1: Was that what I was doing right there? Is that what you're hearing? That?
0: I'm not hearing it anymore. But it was, hearing it. There it is. Is Dave, he gone
1: now? Dave, put
2: your flashlight away.
1: Is he gone now? I'm standing yeah. completely still. Thank well, you. I'm sitting completely still. Who knows? God, the fucking sound.
0: Should we talk about a game? I don't know.
1: Like, dude, I'm telling you, I played uh, Pete in ASL uh, two weeks ago, and we had Steve come <laughs> in and sit in. We literally bullshitted for three and a half hours did not move a single fucking counter.
0: That's the three best. Three and a half <laughs> hours. It. That's the best. Talking on Skype. That's what gaming yeah, is about. Talking
1: on Skype, we did not move anything the entire time. I was like, that's embarrassing. I'm like, but, come on, we like really the... need to move
0: on with the game. But did you have fun? The last time my buddy Matt...
1: Oh yeah, well, Stu's hilarious. Stu is our new uh, convention correspondent, so I'm going to send him out to different conventions. He, he's going to GMT West, oh, and he's nice. going to report back. I think Jason and I can get him on, and we'll record him like reporting back. He's hilarious. Oh, I like that. Stu's <laughs> so <Excellent>. funny. <laughs> Stu is like I, I I get the impression that Stu's really big, gigantic guy, and uh, it's very funny hearing his impressions about all the things, <laughs> all the events. <laughs>
2: It sounds sounds
1: like he's that. a gentle giant. Yeah, big ASL player. So a real, real big, good guy. So he likes, basically Stu comes on just to kind of chit-chat with Pete and I while we play ASL. And literally like two weeks cool. ago, that all we did was talk. And it was like, at the end, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like,
0: dude, I have to go to bed. And we had not moved <laughs> a single counter. I love it. All right. The last time my buddy Matt and I got together, we we set up 1989. I played a card, I put it on the table, and we bullshitted and drank whiskey for the rest yeah. of the time. Didn't didn't move anything, just played a yeah, card.
1: Because to be mm. honest, like I mean, uh, the, the, the podcast for me is not something I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to become a podcast guy. The best thing about doing it is I've met all these friends who I like, like all these great guys who I can talk to, and uh right that's what's great about it for me like uh like i'm not like hippie i get the podcast next month <laughs> Like, but, and 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 fuck famous ken he he face-to-face games with me he doesn't even know that i'm up on the podcast <laughs> i know it's,
0: that's that's my favorite so uh but, but the best that's thing pretty is pretty
1: good i think about like four or five years ago you know i was just a guy who was playing a couple games and Maybe wanted to figure out no question of surrender, so I got on the MGR guild to see because they had played it. I had some questions about it, and then Jason, you and I met, and then now here we are. We've got a we've got a convention that we're doing, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've got our own and empire. I've got vassal opponents like lined up to play, and because I'll get guys sometimes you're like, hey, can you play? I'm like, I would, but Ralph and and Gade have like monopolized all my time. Like I don't have enough time to play, so. <laughs> But it's cool. I mean, it's it's great that you can meet friends and I was I like that. I saw that uh, Barry came up on the guild the other day, and mm-hmm. he's been shut down so many times. I don't know what's going on with New Jersey and the wargaming community, but uh, and then they have guys who are on his uh, uh time zone be like, hey, yeah, I can show you how to play uh, great campaigns of like Civil War or whatever. So mm, cool, I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah, I guess we should do a podcast, right? There's a podcast that needs to be done here, so. Yeah. Either way. All right, so uh, Jason, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. nothing. Okay. <clears throat> Literally me, nothing. What have you been playing?
2: I've been playing um, the Battle of Monstery, which is part of the um, it's part of the uh, Truce and the Swords um, uh, module for the um P series.
1: Is this going to be the game that you review?
2: That is correct.
1: Is there another any other games you've been playing besides this one?
2: Um, I haven't because I'm still working on my honours and um, and still um, just shepherding my kids through school at the moment with homework and other sort of stuff. So time is very limited for me. Um, much the pity. But uh, 2017 is going to be my big gaming year because I'll finish off my honours. And what my goal for 2017 is to play a lot more games.
1: Well, I've got a uh, set up right now. I've got DNBN foo uh set up on my side table. Nice. And I've got Shield of Chom ASL set up on my main table, along with MBT from Jim uh, Day. So, Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah I can... was
2: I was a bit disappointed with MBT, MBT because I thought it would actually would be an update of the rules. Because I remember looking where it first came. Came out in I don't know where it came out in the nineteen nineties or nineteen eighty nine or something, and I remember looking at the rules and going, "Geez, these rules are just, you know, they were they were, I thought they were too too verbose."
1: That's right. He's way too wordy, too too many too many words. Like why why use one word when twenty would do? Basically, that's his style.
2: Uh, indeed, and when I read that that um, and that. The new edition was exactly it sounded to me how it was written and that the rules had not actually changed.
1: No, he he definitely needed an editor. So I'm not sure why that wasn't done, like why the rules came out. Basically the 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 game is uh a basic you get a basic game. MBT is, is basically set in like I wanna say eighty five to eighty seven, but it's also like some of the equipment is more modern even than that. Um but basically, it's it's a modern war in West Germany. So oh, you've got hmm. right, NATO, NATO. You well, MBT is U.S. against Russians. There's no NATO, hmm. right? Hmm. Uh, and Tony, hop in at any point because I'm just generally riffing. But the idea is, sure. you've got a you've got a basic game that seems like okay. So when you grab it, you get it. You're like, okay, the basic game is it's like maybe 13, 14 pages. The advanced game is like 55 pages. And Indeed, the jump between the the basic game is basically stupid and lame, and the advanced game is like super deep. So the the problem I have with the game is that the the jump between basic to advanced is like too huge of a leap, you know. Sure, sure. You know, like so when you're when you're playing basic, you're like, okay, I shoot and like my penetration's automatic so I know it's automatically going to beat their armor. Like, that seems kind of okay, whatever. And But then when you get in the advanced game, like, I thought it was weird that the basic game is tanks only. Like, they could have easily put leg units and ATGMs and stuff like that into the basic game and then let you play the basic game and then said, okay, well, now we're going to advance. So now in the advanced game, if someone shoots an ATGM at you, you can dodge it or now if someone does this with a leg unit you can do this or that and but instead basically the basic game is like tanks only uh shooting straight at each other it's not fun or you could read 55 pages of rules and then play the advanced game did you how did you did you feel similar to Tony or
2: well that's that's sort of disappointing i mean i i I remember the 90s when my mate actually cracked open because he used to own a gaming store and he cracked open because I was interested in MBT and I looked at the rules and I just thought, I, I just thought, I compared that to, I don't know if you remember the old Tobruk game where they had the programmed um, scenarios. Um, and I just thought that was a far better method to slowly introduce people into the rules. So you start off with, you know, basic infantry sort of stuff, then basic tanks sort of stuff, and then basic artillery sort of stuff. And then slowly the scenarios. As you play through each scenario, you would learn the rules as you as you go. And finally when you get to when you incorporate all the rules, um, there was really thing to learn. You just bought in all those different rule sets or rules and concepts right. together.
1: I, I think the the problem with MBT is there's a slider Right for complexity for when we're starting with basic, and then we're going to slide it over to the most advanced, and oh, the okay. slider the slider is set all the way over towards advanced. So instead of saying, okay, uh, we're going to have a basic game where you can have infantry and tanks and this stuff and that stuff, and then later on we'll show you some advanced versions of these rules. It's basically oh, okay. like the the basic game is tanks only. Like there's no like when you get to the advanced game, there's rising fire dropping fire level fire reaction armor all this stuff and sure. in true and in true uh, form for the author uh for the writer or designer um trying to explain how one thing works hey here's reaction armor it's not hey here's reaction armor here's the chart here's how it works it's six paragraphs about reaction armor
3: oh like
1: yeah. two or three of which have nothing to do with the rules it's just discussing reaction armor, and you're just like, "Come on, dude!" So gotcha. I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying when I say 55 pages of advanced rules, and that's not even including the optional rules that are after that. So.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So it sounds like the designers, the, the game designers' notes have been incorporated into the rules.
1: I, I feel like. Um, there was not a lot of uh developer control over the designer i think a strong developer would have said yeah you need to trim this down like this is put all put a lot of stuff in the designer notes the rules i mean 55 pages of advanced rules for a game that had seriously i'm I'm holding it right here so the basic game rules with everything and there's an index and the journal whatever 19 pages of advanced of basic rules not including the index, and then when I flip open the advanced rules, uh, I know that some of these are are the the advanced rules are 54 pages of advanced rules, and then the the optional rules. Go Holy to page shit! 60, the optional rules go to page 69. Like that shows me that the slider is not well set for how to jump <laughs> from basic to advanced. You know, like like not everything needs to. Some st- you you can feed them some stuff in the, the basic rules to learn. It doesn't have to be so basic. Because basically, when you're playing the basic game, you're like, it's not fun. It's like a bunch of tanks just shooting at each other and you're like, yeah, whoopee. You're like, okay, let's move on to advanced. Yeah, and no, you're like, what right. the fuck? You're like, hey, you're like, you're, to your buddy, you're like, hey, let's play the advanced rules. The guy's like, hey, I'll, I'll get back with you next week after I read these 55 pages of rules. Let's oh, do this.
2: God, so god. So,
1: but once you get into it, it looks cool. And, uh, and Pete tells me, Pete says, Hey, it's great. You love it. I think it looks really good. I think MBT, and this is just kind of like a little preview. Uh, Pete says MBT is really great, but you just kind of have to adjust to the fact that the, the, the writing style of the author is just crazy too verbose.
2: So what, so what it sounds like me is that really, they haven't updated the rules that the rules are 1990s or 1980s rules, and they haven't really updated to what the expectation is for rules to be written in the modern era.
1: Well, having not played Panzer, I have a feeling that they're very similar to Panzer uh, because it is basically, I think, a a development off of Panzer. Um, I think they're very similar to Panzer, and I didn't play Panzer, so I don't know how different they're going to be. But I would say... um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of all the graphics. I don't like the way the infantry looks. I, I do like the way the tanks look. With I like the fact that, that they chose a top-down version of the tanks. So mm, that was cool. cool. Cool, And I think the game might be really cool, but I haven't explored it enough. But so far, the infantry leaves me a little cold. There's a lot of recording things like, oh, this unit is my command unit. There's this unit, i got to write down mm, that yep. this unit has a machine gun section, or this unit has a tow. Nope, i out. There's no markers for that stuff. So you have to keep track of like, basically, th- th- this was the other issue. So when when you played Assault, I don't know if you ever played Assault, Tony, the old uh, game GDW game. Uh GDW. no,
2: no. I didn't play a so
1: It was very cool and they had all these battalions already formatted. So they'd give you a bunch of T seventy twos, but they're already formatted into a generic T seventy two battalion with talks and they're all marked by companies. And well, this game gives you a bunch of generic tanks that are basically numbered like 140 to 160. So if you want to remember which one is your command tank, you have to write that down on a piece of paper or a chart that they give you. So uh, th- they don't give you like this is the uh seventy second battalion of this regiment. They oh. give you, they give you here's fucking eighty tanks or f- twenty tanks, and you have to keep track of which tanks are what, which one's the command tank for the battalion, which one's the command tank for the company, or or which infantry unit has the dragon or
2: oh, fuck so. of that.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting choice because I thought shit, it's G T. They could have totally just uh, ginned up like two uh, notional forces: a Soviet motorized rifle regiment versus a, a whatever, like a U.S. Yeah, ACR, exactly, and fight and but give them the numeric designators so you know what all the command units are. But I guess maybe that's maybe part of the magic. So, so my my expectation. So maybe 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 part of the magic is that you don't know what the command tank is, so you can't shoot at it. Like if if I said, Oh, this is my command tank, then you'd be like, Oh well fuck, I'm firing like eighty rounds at that tank. But who knows?
2: Dave, you're playing with your flashlight again. I can hear you.
1: I'm I'm really just running around.
2: <laughs> so I suppose when I look at a game or a P500 game, my expectation is that there is an update for the modern era. And what I mean by that is that people don't want to learn 55 pages of rules anymore because we, because modern society is that we are we are time deficient, we are time poor, and my expectation is that a lot of these concepts are actually baked into the rules. They're baked into the counters, they're baked into the maps, they're baked into rule concepts. Right,
1: right. There's some abstraction of the game that handles these, the, the variety. Correct. Correct. So that's my expectation
2: that games are updated, not just reprints of games that were made in the 1980s when there wasn't the fucking internet. Where people had plenty of time to set up games and, and well sit down and actually learn a 60 page rule book, for example. Or in my case with Warden Flames, I think that was a hundred and something odd page rule book. And so I'm always very suspicious of updates of games. And I really, really would like to see if yeah, have they've you, actually have up you, done.
1: That's right. Having not played the original version, I am not sure uh, wh- how much of a change it is. I, I was surprised, like when, like normally, my strategy is always when I get a game, I'm like, "Fuck it, put it out there, let's start playing it." Like that's the way to learn. Like let's start pushing cardboard and shooting at stuff, and that's how you learn how to. Like I can't sit down and read the rules and then sit, stand up, and be like, "I'm ready to play." You know, I need to, I need to push it around. Um sure. But after after pushing around for like maybe half an hour with the basic MBT rules, I'm like, "This game's fucking lame." So. Then I realized, okay, a lot of the cool stuff seems to be in the advanced rules. But then I had to dig through all that stuff, and the layout is brutal. It's like there's not a lot of distinction between sections, so you're not sure. Like, okay, I want to find out what general purpose rounds do. Um, I I don't think there was even an index. Is there? I'm not sure if there's an index in in the advanced game. Let me see if there's. Yeah, that's a
2: no-no if there's no index.
1: Unless it's in the... Well, there is there is an index... of oh, correction. There is an index in the basic game. But the one thing that drives me crazy is when uh, rules will, as you're reading through them, say like, oh, so if you do this, it's going to be a minus 2 slash minus 10. But since they haven't referred you, they haven't showed you how combat works, you have no idea what significance that is. Like... You're like, minus two, minus 10, is that bad? Like, how bad is that? Like, so you find mm-hmm. yourself jumping around a lot through the rules. Okay, okay, so minus two. So let me go look at that. Oh, well, that's a bad for a shot. Like, you're trying to constantly jump around to try to figure out things where I, I didn't think the examples in the rules were great for, like, kind of showing you how things worked. But we'll see. I'm going to wait. It's, this is totally preliminary. So.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I will so, uh, so,
1: I have not reviewed basically after a whole week of reading through I've gotten to the indirect fire rules.
2: Oh, so, oh God, you poor bugger. So, so I, think right. one, I think one of the best rule writers in the business is, is Mike Ranella, is, is one of them, and the other one is Jim Crone. They are two they know how to write a set of rules really well. Yeah, so, I don't
1: I don't I don't pay attention to people's names, so I don't know any of those people. So,
2: so for me, because I'm I'm very tired. Oh. You have to name
1: a game. What game? What games have they written?
2: So, so, um so Jim crone he's done Space Empires, and he's also done Band of Brothers.
1: Okay, I thought Space Empires was good.
2: Was um, good. And and uh, Mike Ranello has done a number of a number of good games. Um, so Il Shima is probably his latest game. Um, yeah, and I think nice. and um and oh he's, he's done quite a few games. I actually don't have that many of them, but uh, he knows how to write a
1: set of rules really concise. So so Tony, are you an ASL player? I,
2: I'm not an A I'm a, I actually I, I cut my teeth on squad leader and and when ASL came out I looked at it and I just went, Holy shit, this is just this is just too big for me. Uh, because it was a big jump for me. Because it was a big jump for me from squad leader to to ISL.
1: Um, what what about uh, GCACW? Do you play like a Stonewall Jackson's way or any of those games?
2: No, no. And the reason and the reason for for that is really uh, probably probably from twenty ten onward twenty ten onwards. I really have. Uh, moved away from from complex games, and I've really, again, because I'm time poor, so what I've tried to concentrate on is um, low complexity games, so so for example...
1: Do you realize, though, that GCACW is actually not very complex?
2: No, like, it isn't. It is actually no, not that complex. That's correct. Are
1: you just not that into Civil War? Is maybe ACW no. not that... Oh,
2: I, I love Civil War, um, but what I've decided to do is invest into the uh, Blue and Gray campaign series by Worthington Games. Oh, Lord so tr- that, oh, that was my entry point. But
0: look... Can we talk a little bit about you I know, though, like, for like, Worthington what the Games? <laughs> this is, are you getting? Yeah, are you like, getting paid? like
2: no, no. I, I'm not a fanboy of Worthington games. So, for no, example, I mean, do,
1: uh, I'm asking Tony, do they have photos of you doing something? <laughs> like why? I no, don't no, get no. it. I don't get it.
2: So I'm the sorry. reason, so look, I'm not a fanboy of Worthington games, and like for example, I I haven't chose to go on the most recent Kickstarter, which is their naval games of for the war at sea and the Pacific War. I've not part of that but um but what i do like is is um is that they've chosen to use blocks and so they've chosen to go low complexity and they've chosen that you can actually pretty much you can grab a game off the shelf and you can set it up and you can start playing within minutes um and that's that's what i enjoy uh as part of my life at this moment in time now that's not to say that um, the you know the Worthing, Worthington games are like uh, real simulations of history like that. That's not the case. They are games, almost up front, and they're ish- ashamedly like that. And I, I like that they're games first. Uh, that's not to say it's just it's just the Worthington games suit my lifestyle, and um, uh, and I I think that's. Um, that at a later date perhaps when i get myself um you know probably in a better financial position i might my um, gaming collection might change again to probably perhaps more complex games such as empire of the sun
1: so oh my gosh tony
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i i understand that and 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 I, I agree with that philosophy. I like simpler games in general as well. Um, I just haven't had great luck with them. I guess in the guess I, I, I guess I am interested in the whole. I, I don't fast understand. Series. Like
1: so, Tony. So you say you're into the blue and gray campaign series?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the blue and gray campaign series. Yeah, because I just like I just like simple rule sets. And um, look. I, I think if you if you really want to get into the history of it, and I think if you want a the beauty of the the Great Battles of the American Civil War series is that it's, it's, it's it is a great rule set. It's a mature rule set. Uh, it's been well tested. Um, and also I think the rules are fantastic from the point of view of its it simulates the issues of associated with the command in the American Civil War, in that you don't know if your troops are going to move. You don't know if your commanders are going to do what you
1: want, which I think is great because... Well, and it makes it very good for solo play too, so...
2: Correct, correct. So I think if you are, are a student of the American Civil War, you would go for the Great Battle of American Civil War series.
1: Well, the, we're talking about the great campaigns of the American Civil War. That's so, the CACW.
2: Correct. So the yeah, yeah. So for me And blue if you and- were not a
1: big fan of the American Civil War, you would go for what, the blue and gray campaign series?
2: Oh, uh, look, look, it's just for me is that time is my big issue. And so if I want to set up a game time and space, because I, I live in a very, very, very tiny little flat where I don't even have a table. So to say she set a game up on at the moment. So what I like about Worthington is that the games have a small Formats so typically typically a 17 by 22 inch maps or, or map and um, and also they support Vassal so it does give me a lot more um, sort of options there.
1: Yeah, GCACW also supports Vassal, right?
0: Stop. I know, I know, I know, and <laughs> both and I and surprisingly it might be cheaper. I know they're those not cheap. those hold fast games with the well, boxes even. I'm
1: looking at the blue ones. They're like sixty-five bucks a pop.
2: Yeah, I know, I know, um, I, and that's why I got them on Kickstarter because I got them cheaper. If I was in the US, seriously, I would not invest in the Wizards Games because I think they're far too expensive for what they are. If if I if I was living in the states, oh, so but, is it
1: a shipping, like delivery type deal?
2: It's it's the advantage of actually, it is a shipping deal. It's the advantage of the Kickstarter, the games are cheaper, and also I can get cheaper um, postage, international postage, as part of a Kickstarter.
1: Mm, I like that. So it's not the games themselves, it's the convenience of the games.
2: It's the convenience, but also the fact is that I like to buy games which are small form factor, and the fact that I can just rip them off the shelf, I can
1: open them up and go, "Mm, all right, set up boom okay. okay so so 10 real minutes quick, real quick tony explain to me how one of these games works well okay so let's try i don't know what you're whole. planning on reviewing but i'm actually curious to hear about this so <laughs> like one of these grant takes command or whatever the fuck they have blue and gray grant does something else or grant does this grant takes a yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. seriously yeah.
2: look i haven't actually played the i haven't actually played the great the blue and gray campaign series yet Okay, because that's, it's on my list to be played, but I've got... Oh, so you I've don't got, have
1: them yet? You, don't, you no, haven't got, played them yet?
2: No, no, no. No, I haven't played them yet. I've just got other games I want to play.
1: Okay, First, well, I'm not going to ask you to review it if you haven't played it yet.
2: No, no, no. I'm going to review the um, the Lear pieces series instead.
1: Okay. So I was curious. I was just curious. If you had played it, I was like, well, shit. No, no, just no. Let's see how it does.
2: No, no, no. No, no. I'm not going to review anything I haven't played.
1: So you took advantage of the the quick delivery to put it on your shelf but you have yet to take the 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 extra sleep of actually playing the game.
2: Correct. So it's one of the games you're going to play in 2017 but right look, it's pretty- so
1: it's so good that you've left it till next year. <laughs> <laughs> when you can truly totally enjoy it. It, it, it arrived.
0: I understand. It arrived. I understand. But it, ar- it can wait. It ar- <laughs> i think we all have games yeah, yeah. look
2: keep keep in mind because because the blue and gray is essentially a block game it's very similar to uh, the columbia block system in many ways and i've played a, f- a couple of the game you know a few of those games before which i enjoy
1: yeah i had the civil the civil war columbia games left me cold
2: i was uh, not the, interested in them the civil war, the civil war tactical columbia games like Gettysburg, and I think the other one was Shiloh. I uh, just like slugfests, so well, I, I think didn't, I had, I had didn't Bobby like him.
1: Lee. I think I had Bobby Lee, and I was like, yeah, like where they had the battle mat where you put the blocks out on the mountain. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. So,
2: oh, okay.
1: Well, I played Bobby Lee. I, no, I, I thought didn't that like was it. And like a, that doesn't yeah, make was you a, a bad person, but that's my personal.
2: Yeah, no, that's fine. But I, I like that sort of style of gaming. And look, um. Again, it's it's well. Actually, Bobby Lee is actually not that quick and fast. But look, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. But again, if you're a student of the American Civil War, just just go with the Great Battles of the American Civil War. You know, system.
1: Great campaigns.
2: We're, sorry, great campaigns of the American Civil War. That is the one to invest in.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I'm running a blind campaign right now for Stonewall Jackson's way with with the, probably about twelve different guildies. And, man, it, it is – like, I don't know how I can convey to guys who are, like, viewing in on the uh, the Dropbox as to what's going on. I try to – like, the latest orders, I just had one general kind of go, like, berserk and decide he's going to do his own thing. Not berserk, <laughs> but he basically was like, I'm tired of not hearing anything. I'm going to make something happen at this point, which is good. At some point, you have to be, like, awesome. am I – am I getting orders? Am I not being given orders? Am I not, or are they just not making them to me? Like you don't want to be the guy that sits there and does nothing while you, you all your partners get destroyed. So uh, that's right. So I try to put that stuff up. I put the, uh, the save vassal files up. I try to put the, uh, uh, the different, the different files I have for the games, including I actually put his orders where he finally was like, fuck it. I'm moving i put those up in the term so guys who want to get up on the dropbox and check it out but it's crazy because once you take away what you see on the table is amazing like where their perceptions can be like they'll sometimes mention things to me i'm like you really think those guys are over there like i'm like i'm like that's just incredible (laughs) to me so it, it, it's, it, a- it's led to some amazing things where they're sending orders to people who are like so far away from where they think.
2: It's it's a beautiful thing. So this guy who's who just – Said, fuck it. He is like Heth at Gettysburg, who exceeded his orders, and fuck it. I'm just going to attack this uh, cavalry in front of me, you know, in front of me. something it works.
1: Like when I did it in uh, in Kev Sharp's the Waterloo game. That unfortunately Kev didn't have the stones to finish. Um, so whatever. Kev. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I I felt like my my superior commander was just letting the British march right across our front. And I'm like, no, I'm not allowing that. So I moved, started moving forward and like it created a huge shit storm with like, they were really pissed that, but, but when I talked to Napoleon after the fact, who was Lucas, uh, he's like, yeah, you were the only guy that was actually doing anything. <laughs> it's like, but it. But you also don't want to be that guy like Sickles who moves his command out of position because he thinks he knows better and then doesn't know the general plan and ends up fucking everybody, you know? So,
2: <laughs> so in, in that uh, Waterloo game, I was actually the commander of the first Prussian Corps, which got the absolute shit absolutely kicked out of it. These guys got pounded? Yeah, we got pounded, but we we managed to actually escape Napoleon, which was uh, which was a good thing. And that's I think that's when the campaign ended.
1: Yeah, I was there long, and I fought with Ney the entire time, who's ironically Rex was was uh, Ney. And that's when I'm like, I'm accusing him of cowardice, and I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, we'll meet on the field of honor after this battle. <laughs> like, because he was always like hey you aren't obeying your orders like, i'm like glitching forward he's trying to keep me in rain but, oh, but hilarious you, you see this stuff with that especially with the civil war battles the gcacw system is so perfectly uh set up to uh oh yeah handle it because it's all you don't basically i roll i roll the dice to see who gets to go win and i try to keep areas like when two unit two big blocks are trying to uh react to each other i try to keep that focused on them but then it can it can uh zoom out like once those guys are exhausted or so you have to kind of pick your moments to where those initiative dice are going to be important but dude seeing the messages it's so funny like i've tried to i've I've started like in the notes section like kind of journaling like what's going on
2: awesome because i feel like
1: otherwise there's no way everyone's going to remember like what they thought or I mean there's there's parts where guys have thought that entire cores of the enemy were to the west of them when they're actually like 20 miles to the east of them (laughs) like they're trying to play (laughs) it's crazy it's very funny so it's been a lot of fun so hopefully at the end we'll be able to do something with that so that's that's a lot of work but I just get a bunch of whiskey on board and just start running through it and dude I have to process turns like good Orders, messages, figure out when messages are arriving, all that stuff. So, hey, I, I'll send a message like, you haven't heard anything in a while. Things have been quiet. Too quiet. But you see smoke. You see smoke rising <laughs> in the, in the, in the, on the horizon from the, the direction of so-and-so city. It's so like, medicine man's like, oh, my God. I don't know how much longer I can
3: sit here and just watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. So it's Excellent.
1: That's very funny. And you really have that's to pick awesome. the players. I think you have to take care to pick, but all the players have been great. So everybody's been really great. Sports about the whole thing. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and that's so, important. And I also post. If you guys want to check the Dropbox, I post all the messages sent. I try to catalog them all, and in order, chronological order, set them all, so the guys can go through, and if they wanted to, read them, but really the fun part is probably just good, looking at the Vassal files and pulling them up, and seeing, like, oh my god, if you were to pull up the Vassal file right now, you'd be like, that could never happen in an actual game of GCACW. It's so crazy, <laughs> where all the units are. So, all right, so uh, uh, so that's what I've been doing with that. I, uh, I, I mentioned I've been playing some uh, uh, uh advanced squad leader repeat. Pete, advanced two sitting in on those games. Those have been kind of wacky. Um a little bit DNB and foo, a little bit of MBT, a little bit of shielded of chrome, and uh that's it. Just getting stuff ready for the D D game at the uh AAC podcast. So
2: ah you've been very active very active. So, well done.
1: So uh somebody want to do a review first or Jason do you have a review or do you just want to I'll review something. I, 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 can we talk about yeah, the Indian info? All right. So let's talk about that game. So uh, I don't know how fresh you are on it.
2: All right. I'm just going to go and shake hands for <laughs> the floor
1: Be right yeah, back. Actually, Kate, can we all go do for that it. right now? All right. So let's yep. keep recording yep. and go do that. All right. All right. I'm back when everybody else is. I'm here. Jason, you sound like you're like, I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's been a long hey, week. Hey, by the way, your card, your
0: Cardinals are looking yeah, good. Yeah, they look dude. good this year. Hopefully they can they can get a ring before Larry retires.
1: Yeah, I'm considering switching to being a Rams fan I like it. at this point.
2: Say uh, right back.
1: Oh, no, I'm here. <laughs> 49ers. Hey, and by the way, you notice Newcastle is uh, third in the change. I know.
0: They've been killing it. So, yeah,
1: they're really doing okay. So, they had a rough start. They were starting to piss me off in the beginning. I'm like, come on. (laughs) It is funny, though, seeing how many teams are like graveyard teams from the old Premier League down there. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Middleton. Like, there's all these teams or Middleborough or whatever they are. (laughs) All these teams are still down there.
2: One one of the things I want to do is when I come over and to so the gaming convention is to actually go to an American football game.
0: That's a lot of fun.
1: I yeah, the the rule the, the general rule is buy good seats. You will oh, ah yeah, that's it. You'll oh. save money in stitches. <laughs> stitches? Thanks get rowdy. Yeah, you wanna you wanna have good seats at an American football <laughs> game. Do not really? set, you don't not want to be high up. In very cheap seats because that tends to be the rowdiest area.
2: Ah, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. The, yeah,
1: the, no, no this, I really want the Statue of Liberty should really have something embossed on her that says "You get what you pay for." <laughs> that should be. <laughs>
2: Oh, look! Look! Uh, my understanding is the beginning of every sort of game, they have, they, you know, they they sing the you know, United States anthem. Am I going to be turfed out so I don't know it?
1: <laughs> no, because apparently some guys can sit through yeah. the whole thing. It's no big deal. So
2: what? Sit down.
1: That's right. You can sit. through Yeah, you can sit through the anthem. That's apparently a thing. That's that's
2: bullshit. That's 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 disrespectful to sit through an anthem.
0: That's all we care about. Yeah you,
1: yeah you have to have a cause some cause that you feel strongly about so then you can just sit down and then eventually not give any clear indication on when you're going to keep standing but that's fine so.
2: <laughs> i i think that's uh, very disrespectful and certainly if i and certainly if i end up at an american football game i would stand for the u.s anthem
1: well, I can tell you, Tony. Uh, if I'm trying to find out my my deep uh, political opinions or trying to get advice on major social issues, I go to guys who didn't graduate from college and are capable of lifting really heavy things or running really fast for short distances. Uh, all all skills which are no longer useful in society. But that's where we'll I use them for like, sport. If I want to get an opinion, yeah. If if I want some kind of like hmm. I wonder what I should, how I should feel about this particular social issue. I think I'm going to go to some moron uh, who didn't graduate from college who can lift really heavy stuff. That's the guy I want to go for my, my advice. That's my role model. That's my hero.
2: The, the, that's fair enough. Look, and look, for meditation purposes, I actually enjoy going to X Hamster.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's what I do. But really, if I need my social political advice, I go to X Hamster. And I just, I do a search for it, so. That works for me. If I'm not sure, I go Hillary Clinton. I just search Hillary Clinton, an <laughs> <the> ex-hamster.
3: <laughs>
1: oh,
0: that's it. The podcast <laughs> is over. We're done.
1: That's, that's it. And the, the, is the, are they going to show us down at the And then, uh, then a couple of squirts of uh, lotion, and I'm done. Yep. That's it. I'm your your vote is cast. That's right. It, it is. I, kind of, I would... it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like casting a vote, right? Just, I'm voting with my <laughs> penis. Look,
2: I just wish to say, I wish to say, look, thank you, America, for putting on uh, pure political comedy gold every four years. It just gets better and better. It
1: really does. We
0: we really thought the the British were going to take some heat off of us for a little bit. That didn't last very long.
1: Yeah, and the Canadians. No, the Canadians no, no. tried a little bit, but it wasn't. No, they just no, won. Just that's right. So that's it. Well, It'll be fun. The
2: Canadians. I mean, the Canadians really snuffed that, didn't they? I mean, it, it was like the it was it, it was it was like the uh, you know the porn movie where the star of the porn movie couldn't actually sort of like uh, you know get it off, and they had to actually bring in. had to bring in the America sort of like the. Uh, <laughs> You know the extra the extra cult to actually really the, the stunt
0: stunt car. well yeah
2: i i think
1: i i, I think I've, <laughs> exactly. i I think I've explained it to Reeves before where he talks about like he starts again. i'm like it doesn't matter
0: dude it li- it literally does uh, matter. i'm
1: like it I'm like it literally does not matter who I don't leads know. your country <laughs>
0: like who cares, I'm like, no cares. The, the, like globally yeah, the, the stock market will take a hit for a couple of weeks and then everything will be back to normal that's right, that's right. It could be Eric Trump.
1: Eric Trump could just go – like D- Donald Trump can just uh, delegate Eric Trump to head Canada, and then he'll send Ivanka down to lead Mexico, and we'll be fine. We'll it'll be all good. It'll be it. Ha- Hashtag <laughs> America. Yeah, Those principalities will be established, <laughs> and we'll just move on. So, yeah. Fine, that's
0: good. So that, that was our I, th- th- I think session. I'm with Haggerty so, uh, on that, though. Like, let's just have a king. And not have to worry about it for fifty years at a time, right? Well,
1: I, I knew we were in trouble when Donald Trump turned to Jeb Bush and said, "Well, isn't this all happened during your brother's <laughs> reign?" Reign, like, like, does he even <laughs> what? <laughs> does he what? understand what his job he, is?
0: Like, it's he, not a he reign. <laughs> He's doing it to to sell books. <laughs>
2: what? Yeah. So what I find really interesting is that the Bushes and the Trumps are really, really wrong. The Bushes and the Clintons are really, really close, Mm -hmm. which I find really interesting um, in terms of the political spectrum.
1: Yeah, I think there's been kind of a revolution against having like royal families who get all their relatives. Like basically when Jeb Bush ran, I think everyone was just (laughs) like, no, not don't care what you said. Like everyone was like, you're not getting elected. Like he just wouldn't believe it. But everyone's like, you're, we're done with. It. Like I think I think there was some kind of revolt. But on the Democrat side, maybe they were more willing to be like, okay. But I think uh, I felt like I don't want any more of the same right. family being right. president. That's it. We're done. Like I'm not voting for. Well, you. My opinion was I'm not voting for Jeb Bush. I don't care what happens.
2: I think with, I think with Hillary, Hillary is the novelty factor that she's that she's female.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not going to try to get too political because I think we're we're, I'm we're approaching. About, yeah, a I'm about to get kicked out of the guild, so we should maybe. Yeah, she is definitely female. <laughs> well, she is female. That's correct. That's factually correct. So factually, <laughs> so there's a lot of other issues involved. But anyway, so about war So um, uh, so let's see. So Stuff. Jason, uh, you haven't been doing
0: the war gaming. I haven't. You. It's been a while. Have
1: you been playing any games with your kids or you just kind of, what's
0: going on with traveling buddy? a lot, man.
1: You got, you got your guy. Yeah, it's all, guy.
0: You are traveling it's Canadian. all airplane flights and one-year-olds. Yeah. Cause guys
1: get all butt hurt. They're like, Oh, Jason, <laughs> you were in North Carolina for a day. And it's like, dude, I'm, a I'm like, driver. if you knew what his, tra- I'm like, if you knew what his travel schedule was, like Jason's literally para mm-hmm. into locations. Like, into meetings. And then I do that, okay. that back. Like, they've got a conference thing. call, and he, dro- he, he drops in through the ventilation exactly. shaft.
0: And, I mean, and then, right then when I leave, I, I release <laughs> a balloon, and a, and, a, and a C-130 comes and picks me up with a giant hook. That's right. It's That's right. <laughs> exactly. magic. Mm-hmm. You get dragged
1: off by a C-130. So, yeah, it's not like Jason's, like, just gallivanting
0: across there, the globe. There's, uh, there's, a, he's whoa, not there's a minimal he's there's not a gallivant. I'll, I'll usually go to lunch somewhere interesting and have, have a drink or two, but then it's it's all meetings and airplanes. Um,
1: so do you feel like you could maybe devote a little bit of lunch time to some I, of our I have, our yeah, listeners? That's how Duck
0: and I met up. We, we, we met for lunch, and then I got on an airplane. It just has to be...
1: Oh, Duck... That- Come on duck would probably quit his job to <laughs> you. let's be honest let's let's use some other different
0: examples yeah.
2: so when you <coughs> met duck was that was that at that
0: spot <laughs> it was actually in an old elementary school They're bottomless probably bottomless knowing duck <laughs> <laughs> <Way back> <laughs> <before>. <laughs> i didn't i didn't
2: mm-hmm. know he was like that
0: he, he's an ass he's yeah, an yeah, ass ducks man to go. So, yeah, ducks are naked <laughs> waist down generally That's how <laughs>
2: <it is>. oh <laughs> i see i see
0: but we've met Ducks before, so that doesn't count. That's well, boring. but if if I'm in the area, so I'm I'm trying to get up to Santa Clara. I'm trying to get to Seattle. Uh, and try to try to make some stuff happen. Medicine Man and I have had dinner or lunch a couple times, but he's 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 like because right I've down seen the sometimes
1: where you. I've seen sometimes you're like, "Hey, I'm down to Disneyland." I'm like, "Well, that's kind of far from me." Yeah, and like you guys are like doing like you you and your wife are doing like parking mm-hmm. time so i'm like yeah, well so south. i was
0: in i was back there this week i was in irvine and i yeah yeah, yeah we, have, we have an office in irvine and i was thinking oh i could no it's like a two-hour drive it's just that's yeah
1: so you know. far so far yeah. i mean if you came up on a friday we could do it but it's like uh because i'm off fridays so that would work but it's still like when mm. is that gonna happen because you're probably not traveling on friday, i do
0: sometimes so. but it's in and
1: out so it's too many people yeah. dude there's just too many people i'm, I'm one man so that's right so so jason is traveling like crazy so no one giving exactly. shit um god who listens to this podcast like what have we been fucking talking about it's like yeah, game related up. like i apologize jason no i if no, you ever can I, I listen to other podcasts and i have to apologize because i think they're better <laughs>
0: than us so you should go i did want to tell tony my, my like, favorite podcast is actually an australian podcast Called The Weekly Planet. They talk about movies I, and shit. I didn't hear what you said. I, you cut out when you said what the actual podcast was. Oh, it's called The Weekly was. Planet. It's, it's about like, comic book movies right. and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're, cool. They're... Is, are, is, are you guys into comics? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking okay, nerds. I am, a, I am an OG nerd. Yeah.
2: Comics are cool. Comics are cool. You should get into it.
0: You were going to say something, Tony. So one of my... I read words. Sorry. I read words, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
2: Sorry, one of my one of my, my favorite comics is actually what's well, it's is is actually Viz Magazine. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah. that. Push. I'm I'm hearing it. So uh, so Viz magazine is comics, it's like God's got Sid the Sexist, the the Fat Slags, uh Roger Melly the man on the Telly, lots of uh, lots of other guys. things. <laughs> no, we want you to shut up, Dave, because, you know, uh, Jason and I Is, are having a conversation. Tony actually yeah. Talking?
0: yeah, I, I can didn't hear, hear everything. everything. It's your internet, fuck. Dave.
1: It's not my internet. I <laughs> so.
0: Dave, you should talk about Dan Fu. All right. All
1: right, Tony, you were talking about your boring comics. Let's hear more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Viz
2: Magazine, Dave, I think you'd appreciate that. Viz magazine. Have a look on the on the web now. Viz magazine. Check it out. Beautiful. Check it out. Well,
1: I don't know how to how seriously to take your opinion since you get turned on by watching your wife do chores. So,
0: well, firstly, Dave, I'm like, divorced. Wow. Hey guys. I'm hey divorced. guys. Hey guys. <laughs> His girlfriend.
1: Oh, that's right. You're, I'm sorry. Your girlfriend. Like hey, my wife right now is putting some blue stuff in the toilet and now she's scrubbing it. Hold on for a sec, guys. I got to enjoy is, this. Is she, I'm gonna, uh, Let, she, me, let she, me sit back for a second and soak this in.
2: <laughs> is, is your wife bending over at the moment, Dave, while she's doing it in the toilet? Ben,
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> Apparently we found the line. We found the line.
1: <laughs> it was a hypothetical. I was, it
0: was a hypothetical.
1: That's the limit of my imagination. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's as far as my imagination yep. goes. I'm like, she's doing a chore. She's sawing a log. It's good stuff. <laughs> What's she wearing? I have no idea. Jeans and a t-shirt, she, she's I She's doing a verb. <laughs>
0: she,
1: she's got a jumper on. i <laughs>
2: Well, there we go. Yeah. Right,
1: there we go. Okay, so uh, seriously, guys, so there's an expectation we are going to review some games. Um, okay, would you
2: like me to do a review?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to mention real quick again, though, guys who go to this the our, our Advance After Combat convention will get a convention challenge coin that will then be usable to any other Guild-related event. So, if someone were to slap that coin down, and you don't have the combat factors that can match the combat factors that are printed on that coin, you will then have to buy them a beer. So, th- we're all entering into a social contract. If you listen any further, you have entered into the social contract. So you will. So have to buy I a think. Beer.
2: I think that sucks and I think we should incorporate the OCS rule for the surprise factor and roll
1: the zero ten. 10 Well, I no, associated with no, that. What's gonna to have to Posts happen then, exempt. Tony, is you're you're gonna to have to go to other conventions that we sponsor where we issue coins, which might then accumulate accumulate up enough combat factors to defeat the first coins.
2: So what I what I suggest is that for people that are unable to actually go to the conventions because we just happen to live in a third world country like Australia, okay, I like where is, this is going. Is that we is that we can actually buy those coins online, which actually go to support the convention? Five
0: hundred dollars <laughs> a or at least three fifty.
2: Is that is that Pacific pesos <laughs> or American no, dollars? That's going to be US
1: dollars. <laughs> I I, I, accept, I accept your proposal. Five hundred dollars each. So five hundred dollars US is probably what
2: I earn in a lifetime. (laughs) But but, but
1: Tony, how many beers would that be worth? Like that could be worth hundreds of beers in the long run. It's no, it's a long, it's a long gamble. It's a, it's an investment.
2: So, so Dave, when you actually emigrate to Australia, one of the big issues is our beer is the shittiest beer in the world, and it's also the most expensive beer in the world. And oh, okay. the best way to actually do it is drink the beer, and then you piss into a glass, and then you drink it again. <laughs> is the best way to actually so, so to Tony, deal with Australian Tony, beer. Let me
1: ask you: So, bushmills? Do they sell bushmills in Tasmania? Can you oh, buy a bottle do. of bushmills? Uh, how, how much is probably, a, How much is a fifth of bushmills in Tasmania?
2: Look, look um, good whiskey in Tasmania is anything from fifty to two hundred dollars. Oh. Are you
1: fucking dead? Yeah, like, mm. that's why you guys will never control the world. Because... No,
2: because Australia Australia has like um, uh, is, is is quite highly taxed in terms. It's got an alcohol tax, so if you move to Australia, you won't be drinking
1: that much. Is it? Can I bring an entire suitcase? of or, cou- what are the distillery can laws? Can
0: we can we make make some of this happen at the house?
2: Uh, look, there is some distillery laws associated with that, but yeah, bringing in alcohol, there's limitations on that too. Much I, to I mean,
1: I literally buy a bottle of Bushmills, a fifth of Bushmills, 750 milliliters for you Australians, uh, for like sixteen ninety
2: nine. Yeah, that's, you wouldn't get that in Australia. It's alcohol in Australia is quite expensive compared to the rest of the world.
1: Wow. That
0: well. breaks my heart. Okay. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it really sucks. And it does.
2: And and the beer in Australia, the beer is, Dave, knock it off. The beer in Australia is shite. So the beer in Australia, I would think, is like nineteen seventies American sort of pissweak Buswa Budweiser sort so, of beer. So you guys and
1: don't have like the micro brew revolutionary that shit. Uh,
2: if you come to Australia
1: don't it's not just it's all just the
2: commercial right? beer. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's lots of. <laughs>
1: he's like the, He's like there's lots of shitty beer besides fossils.
2: There's actually lots of microbreweries in Australia, but you've got to go and find them. That's the thing.
1: I see. Okay. So, uh, so Tony, Tony just, would you just, like to review just to game? be a little bit just depressing? You... Okay. We,
0: uh, okay. We have an office in San Diego. In in a one block radius, there are six microbreweries. That you can you can just walk you can just that walk. That is awesome. They're 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 everywhere here. It's wonderful.
1: So, um, so Tony, um, Tony's office is similar except there's four, but each of them you have to do an amphibious <laughs> landing with Turkish machine guns firing at you. Totally worth it. <laughs> that. All that's of basic. them are all that's of them are opposed to amphibious landings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's exactly right so we have to land what we do is we actually land on the uh, the western side of the western side of taiwan that's how uh, we yeah, get around that
1: that's the, that's the last thing they would expect
3: <laughs> exactly <laughs> no it's, it's
1: again because we're military history podcast let's let us the I, I i had done a reading of some of the uh, studies of the 1866 war leading up to austria versus prussia and the austrians had identified that the prussians could fucking shoot like crazy they they were really good at individual marksmanship they had the needle gun they're really good at shooting so the austrians were kind of like well they're so good at shooting uh we, we have these column formations that we could use, but you know, the advantage is we're going to cluster all our guys, the guys up. They might not speak the right languages, but maybe we can keep all together and keep warmed up. But the disadvantage is they're going to shoot us all as we run up because we're all like condensed into this tight formation. And the, the commander of all of the Austrian army's logic was yes, we should do that tactic <laughs> because it's the last thing that they would expect we would do. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, this is where like hey, this that's... is where like you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like like they would never expect that we would do something so stupid as <laughs> to charge them a call.
2: Them. Yep. It's like uh, it's like uh Burnside at Fredericksburg.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the idea of force, like we're just gonna wield force it'll work
2: Yeah, indeed indeed
1: all right so uh who wants to do reviews first i vote for tony oh have, tony how about i go first Tony, go do it
2: all right so i'm going to do a review of the our phil de system which is really it's a french system and it's actually looking at uh, medieval battles there's actually quite a few modules in this system and if you look on Board Game Geek, there's a list of battles like from one to about, I think, 15 or something like that. It's from 10 onwards that these games have actually got die cut counters. The games actually previous to that, which were typically in the Vi Victus magazine, um, don't have die cut counters. So just be aware of that. So, probably the advantage of the Vi Victus system is that, um, so the Vi Victus system, I'm wrong. So the Ophel D Lepepi Le series is that was uh, designed can, by can Fred we,
1: A. Can we come up with a better abbreviation for the series so you don't have to go through that whole Okay. Contortion. How about, uh, the, how about think, the sword series? Yeah, the sword series. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's skip to that. How about we
2: call it the sword series, okay, perfect. rather than using Perfect, perfect. Sword series. So the publisher's is Ludafi Editions, and you can get them, you can get them through um, – um, the Ludufoli website. And also through GMT, Which is a right? French
1: website. Yeah. Correct. so do GMT.
2: Correct. So if you're in the, you live in the US or continental US, but they, which doesn't include Canada, um, definitely... yeah not um, part of our country or, yet. No, that's exactly right. And Canadians are, not, not, Canadians yet, not are different. Not yet
1: a principality of the US. But, no,
2: right. no, not yet. Not, yet. Not, not until they get rid of the Trudeaus. Um, so the rules really cover leadership. Commands, uh, Missile Fire, Melee, Charges, Counter Charges and Pursuit. Um, it covers different weapon systems, fatigue, uh, concepts of discouragement and routs and also Rally and Rest. Um, one of the reasons I really love the, um, the SWORD series is that it it. It's, it really encompasses the essence of medieval warfare and also the transition of medieval warfare from its early stages into renaissance warfare where um uh where really cannons and um and uh really overtook and aqua, and you know and also musketeers really to- overtook the field of battle so charges um it really does very well the concept of charges
1: of, so, of cavalry so you so you're, you feel like at this point like the uh the uh, missile fire had not ascended over the shock value of combat like at this point melee was still very valuable and Val- melee
2: was very mal valuable but the the advantage of the system it's so flexible is that it, it can include um, I would I would say exceptions to the rule, for example, such as English longbowmen. So um, the other advantage of the game is got it's got a it's got a small form factor. So typically they're just um, seventeen by twenty two inch maps, uh, low counter densities. Density, so typically you only have one counter in a hex, and occasionally you would have a leader counter. Now, so the now, now,
1: Tony, are you 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 reviewing a particular game? Or the no, series I'm reviewing. In so in
2: I'm, I'm talking about the series, but I will actually talk about uh, the Battle of Montatheri, okay. which is All part right, of good. the which is part of the Truce in the Sword um, game, which is one of the most recent parts of the the series, um, which is also available on the GMT website. I'm just trying so to, the GM-
1: trying to be involved.
2: So the GMT website, you've probably have the um, uh, the Lion and the Sword. You would have um, Sword and Sovereignty, the Truce and the Sword, and I think the other one is, uh, I forget the name of it. Oh, the Dolphin and the Sword is the other one. So these are the current modules that are available on the site and on the GMT website. And typically they'll have two to three battles in each module. So... When I say a module, I'm talking about it's not a boxed game. These are folio games, which is perfect for me because I live in a very, very small place. So um I like uh, folio games because it means I can maximize the amount of space for storing the games but also playing them as well. So how, so, much,
1: how much space does the, the map actually take up for you?
2: So typically the maps are seventeen by twenty two inches. Um, and there's no and there's no play aids that sit out that side that map. So for me it's great because I can actually play it on my little computer table. Um, which That's is good. quite small.
1: Have you have you actually started putting up on the, the wall as your wife forced you to use uh, <laughs> Magneto's counter magnets? Mm, like now no, you have to actually
2: no. No, but I I, th- I think Jesse's awesome for that, and, and uh, that's again, something. I, I
1: realize you don't have a wife. I mean, your girlfriend. Same.
2: no, no, my girlfriend we, is awesome for that. I've,
1: we all know your I've, wife I've... is dead. No one knows where she is. That's fine. That's all. the The authorities, no, the authorities, long ago decided they didn't know what had happened to her, and it was it's a, she's a missing person. That's fine. Tasmanian law enforcement. That's right.
2: That's right. Tasmanian law enforcement. But she was very tasty, let me tell you.
1: That's right. That's right. All the evidence has been devoured. (laughs) That's
2: exactly it. So, generally, going back to it, it's a low count. So, not on a wall, on a table. Correct. Have Have you thought about a wall? A wall is actually a really good idea, but I haven't thought about that at this stage so when no, you
1: haven't, I haven't thought, thought about, about the fact that maybe a magneto could use the extra income from providing you with some counter magnets or are you so selfish that that never occurred to you
2: you know i think i think selfishness selfishness is actually a positive trait and i think it's something <laughs> i should consider
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a survival trait <laughs> it's good
2: exactly look good. Look! Look in a land of cannibals. You've you've got to be very, very self aware of your surroundings. That's
1: right. That's right. No, I agree. I agree.
2: So leaders. So the good thing about it is you have do you have leaders, but leaders can be captured, killed, and wounded. Um, it also has an initiative system, which adds a lot of unpredictability to the game as well. So you roll two d six. You add the the leadership value of a commander, and that determines whether. Um, of who actually goes first and sort of the um, the extent of the surprise, you could say. So, for example, it could be a normal initiative order. So each commander has an initiative, like one, two, three, four, for example, and it goes down. And so the actual battles, you could say, so each commander is in charge of a battle and each battle moves an in initiative order, which is one, two, three, four. But if, but if you really roll crap initiative, you might find that... Um, the opposing side might move and then they might force you to move one of your guys or you might, they might be the case of you, one of your actual battles may not even move at all for some reason, which really, um, I think, um, understands the command and control difficulties of the medieval periods. So um, we talked about the um, uh, Mounted Counters, Um, There isn't actually a new module actually coming out, which is looking at core trial, which would include possibly potentially up to other battles. Probably the reasons I really like these rules, again, because the low rules overhead. I mean, we're only talking at about... Let me have a quick look at the rules actually here, which I conveniently had earlier and have in front of me. Um, We're probably looking at for a module no more than 13... No, no, 15 pages of rules, 16 pages of rules which actually includes the player aid, which is on the back um, low counter density. They're actually mature rules. So this system has been around for quite a while, which is really good. So they're actually well tested, small form factor, easy to store. So again, folio size, a four size, but you guys don't have a four. You have we letter, have letter size, size, I mean, what the fuck
0: is ridiculous. You know, what, what, what the fuck's that? What the fuck's that eight and a half by 11, baby. That's right. I mean, look,
1: seriously, guys, get with hey, the program. Hey, if you don't get want all those fucking Xerox copiers, then just send them all back. <laughs> That's fine.
2: <laughs> the other thing I do like about this series is that it's a continuing series, and Frederick Bay has indicated that he will keep not only developing new battles in the series, but actually going back to the old battles which were in Vae Victus, which had mounted counters which you had to cut out, but actually no, I think redeveloping, that's cool. that's but actually cool. redeveloping, redeveloping those older battles with die cut counters and upgraded graphics and everything like that, which is really, really so, great. So
1: generally, can you play all the games, all the battles using the current rules?
2: Correct. Or... You can. You can. So essentially what you have is a standard and, rule book.
1: And, and, and the scale is uh, one unit equals how many guys?
2: Uh, let me just have a look in the rules. It's it's like a uh, the equivalent of a I suppose a, a regiment of troops. It doesn't really have a scale because the scale was really dependent on the on because the battle. Because
1: I've I've done this period uh, pretty uh, I've I've done a pretty deep dive into this period uh, with miniatures, but never with with board war games. So I'm kind of curious. Okay, so the
2: scale. The scale was generally, I think, about two hundred meters a hex, and the strength point is about two hundred, about a hundred men. So counters are typically between um, uh, between about two hundred to six hundred men, you could say per counter. And
1: I'm going to quiz. Uh, I'm going to quiz you because you probably talked about some stuff, but I'm a douche because I went to get a glass of wine while you were talking, and I oh, really. Sure. I, but I'll tell you before I did it. I really wanted to stay because I I think we've had a couple reviews of this game and it's always a game that I'm looking at like, God, I think I really want it. Like I have all these knights painted. I have all these Lords and pikemen and longbowmen painted. No, but cool, I always look cool. at these, these board games. I'm like, ah, how did the orders work? Like, like traditionally, let, let's say Agincourt, the Constable of sure. France says, Hey, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, you guys are going to attack on that side, blah, blah. And then in the morning, the Brits start shooting arrows at them. And then the, the, the nobles get enraged. And then they just decide they're going to attack. And in the end, the constables chasing them, like, remember the plan. Remember, like, how does the plan, <laughs> like, the planning for these battles, realistically, except maybe the English, who were maybe a little bit more professional, was very haphazard. So... Is that reflected in the game? Like, do the units kind of, like, are knights more impulsive? Will they charge when maybe they shouldn't charge? Like, otherwise, why would the ch- knights at Agincourt charge onto the stakes? Unless they well, were I think,
2: uh, well, that's a good question. I, and I really don't know. Like, do they replicate
1: where... that? Does it replicate that kind of broken chain of command? These weren't professional armies, right?
2: So I don't know whether the Agincourt has actually been a battle that's uh, uncovered by these rules. But what I do know is that generally, so you've got the sword rules, which are the generic rules, which are used by all the battles. And then for each battle, you've got specific rules which incorporate uh, the events or the situation appropriate to that specific battle. So, for example, there's a battle here in the Dauphin and the Sword called uh, the Fortress of Dieppe, which is basically the French actually attacking um, a bunch of English archers, which are in a fortress at Dieppe, and the French have basically got um, siege equipment, which they have to deploy and then cross over to actually engage the English in military sure. combat. Sure. So it's, look, the thing I like about the Sword of the series is that it's a generic rule system which covers uh, medieval battles. And when I say medieval battles, that does actually include artillery and handguns and things like that. So pretty close up to the Renaissance as well. But uh, with, each ba- um, with each battle, you've also got specific rules, which also include specific rules for that battle. But also... They've also got, and um, in the case of the Battle of Montthery, which I'm playing with a uh, secret person, is that they've also got some different alternate scenarios as, which you can try, um, which, yeah, not, which yeah, I really I, like.
1: I, I've just always thought that the, the 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 biggest, like say, let's take Agincourt as an example. It's a small British army, English army, should have been easily crushed by the French. But the problem is... The French all hate each other. I mean, they're in the middle of like a, a war over who's going to become, the, the who's going to succeed the King of France. The Armagnards, sure. the, 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 Burgund, the Burgundians, they all hate each other. So in the battle line even, there's forces where one guy, the guy next to him, he fucking hates that guy. You know, it's like, yeah, sure, sure. And then there's even guys where like, when the constable of France is issuing the... The the instructions like hey everyone come specific, specific guys they say no stay home we don't want you to come like do not yeah, sure they're like trying to literally keep them from rallying their vassals because they're like it's only going to cause trouble for us so do not come to the battle so um, yeah sure and i I've, I've played some miniatures games which were very involved in these types of situations with uh, the personalities and. So I've always compared it to be like like an NBA game. Like maybe the the personalities, people hate each other. These guys are athletes and the the, the Knights were uh, very good at what they did but in some respects. But So I'm just not curious. Are are the battles just kind of like a straightforward battle? Like here you got these guys and I got these guys and we're going to fight? Or is there some aspect of that that's included where like there's this dissonance of them all? They all hate each other.
2: Well, I think that's actually, firstly, it's baked into the commander rating of the the commanders and also the fact that you've got the actual rules which are specific to the battle. So, for example, in Montferi, which is the battle I'm playing with this uh, very secret person on Vassal, is that um, you've got the French versus the uh, the Army of Public Weal.
1: Uh, by in, the way I'm incredibly intrigued as to who this is. I was, was literally just no, going to email and say who uh, the fuck are you playing with? No no I can't I have my I can tell you. I have my guesses but we'll see. I
2: can't tell you. I can't. T- this is a this is a deep deep sort of secret. And, and by the way
1: if you, if you're a guy that's listening to this podcast that's like I've had these games for 20 years just get on the fucking guild with mm-hmm. GG and start posting, and you're going to have a guy in any time zone that will play these games with you. So if you've got all these games that you've always set up solo, if you've got a, a, a box of games that you've never played because you could never find someone else, this is your opportunity to do that. So
0: even that, school, I absolutely have to make that. But I rarely reach out to guys, but when people reach out, hey, let's play something on Vassal, I almost always make time for it. I just don't approach people. So... There, there are guys no, out uh, there. You just have to, you have to get in touch with them.
2: I, I understand. Jason's x hamster is a
1: priority for you, so mm-hmm. I look, I appreciate hey, that. I
0: have, I have room for three things in my life. Yeah, <laughs> if you're if a your guy, your
1: guy who's looking for a game out there, there are tons of guys who are looking for the same thing, and we have hooked so many guys up with games. It's unbelievable.
0: It's crazy. You yeah. Just do it,
1: and that's not a, that's it, not a Trump thing. That's not Trump. Like you're gonna love it. The thing we got with the games, it's the best. You're gonna love what we're doing.
0: Make war great thing. again.
1: It is the best thing. I'm holding my hand up next to me because you're gonna love this thing. No, it's literally. It, we're, we're, oh, look, it is actually a thing.
2: <laughs> look, it's 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 all about bromances and uh, I think that's really good. Gaming bromances are the best things out.
0: Hear, here.
1: Romance is going to so, happen too. There's hugging. There's a lot of hugging.
2: Oh, hugging is good. Look, hugging is very good because it releases oxytocin.
1: I can't wait which till is... I see Rex. Rex needs <laughs> to get his first hug. Rexigator.
3: <laughs> Rexigator
1: seems to me to be the one who'd be most reluctant to hug. Not
0: much of a hug. And I think
1: everyone needs to just line up and hug Rex mm.
0: right away. I'm a good hugger. Because I've, well, hugged,
1: I've hugged well, John. John's very furry. John's medicine man's furry.
0: But he's the fit.
1: The I know, but the furriest is Rick. Well, the funniest was when they did the uh, fit thing, the competition, and Medicine <laughs> Man, like, <laughs> fucking wiped That's everyone like, out.
0: I ran two marathons yeah. this month. Like... The, the whole
1: thing basically ended. Wow. Like,
0: like, it was
1: over. Uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's,
0: he's a madman. Ralph,
1: Ralph's uh, a good hugger. Uh, I, well,
2: I reckon uh, Ralph would be a fantastic hugger. I look, I look into her? his eyes. I look into his hugger. eyes, and I just but think, the, like, this. And
1: this I, is... This I, is this is the AAC rule, and I want to see this at the at the convention. You hug. You don't hit. If you're patting the guy in the back, you're hitting him. No. Give him a real hug. <laughs> There's no hugging and patting. Guys I, do, do, I that. do a little pat. Yeah. No, no pat. My mom pat. patted. No, you're taking away the, that. Well, she was trying to beat the devil was, out of you. I was That's raised a pat. Just That's a right. loving pat. Nope. No patting. You do a Just, real hug. With no padding on the back, no spanking or hitting.
2: No, no, look, look, uh, the ass, you know, the padding on the ass cheek is not good, Jason. I'll tell That's you. That's right. And high,
1: we're talking <laughs> what, high hands. What That's about right. The... That's That's a violation. <laughs> high hands, we're talking hands above the waist.
0: What about my right leg wrapping around your left leg? Is that allowed? Well, it looks interesting. Only if you give me a
2: tonguey Jason at the same time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, are you guys a sharing a room. Nipple. Is that is there a
1: room
2: share or not? And look, and the and the pitch up and the pitch
1: boys are playing at the same time.
0: Uh, I like it. I'm a hollow notes guy, but but we'll compromise.
1: <laughs> yeah, so let's have no hugging and back slapping. I don't like that. It's gotta be real. No, no. That doesn't
2: count. No, no. Backslapping is like no no out. Definitely
1: <laughs> yeah. out. And you know? and you guys are, are like laughing maybe as you're listening. Maybe some of you are actually deleting the podcast no, no, as you're Dave listening. Is serious. But I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> there's
0: gonna be there's <laughs> gonna be cruel. hugging. No, <laughs> there's there's definitely hugging.
2: And so um, hugging's fine, kissing's fine, but no tongue. No, so. no,
1: no, no. We no, no, you got too far already. No, nope, you went too far. Kissing is not fun. A double kiss? No, no one's talking
2: about kissing. Yeah, you, right. You'll never be an Australian then, Dave, if you don't That's kiss. Right. you have never been an Australian. Yeah, but, you know, we don't I'm do sorry. the cheek
1: kisses. I don't do the European double cheek kiss or any of that stuff. No, no, no. We don't, so.
2: We're not talking about cheek kiss. We're full on mouth on mouth kisses in Australia, Dave.
1: Well, in the US we prefer that Australians give us brown eye kisses. So I <laughs> have back in the room. So, it's very common. It's good. our culture. Oh, it's our culture. Don't don't disrespect our culture.
2: That sounds very Californian and you know, risque Californian,
1: mate. I'm sure yeah, it doesn't help like in Arizona. I, I'm, I'm sensing microaggressions from you, so mm-hmm. you need to just fly me <laughs> or I'm gonna <every>, immediately <laughs> report you. The authorities. Okay, so uh, so that's good. That sounds like you really enjoy this game. Look, uh, and going we, back we to... Were, we, we were reviewing a game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: game. We were. So just just to go back to, to the, the sword series, so a lot of, one of the things I really like about the sword series is a lot of the rules are actually baked into the game. So, for example, the Montefiore series is that the army of public will, which is like sort of like the Burgundians, arrive on the battlefield already fatigued, and that's actually baked into the counters. So you don't have to worry about that.
1: the stats are already there on the counters.
2: Correct. Correct. So you don't have to read through like 10 pages of rules or like, well, this happens or that happens. It's baked into the counters, which keeps the rules actual overhead very low.
1: Tony, do you think they literally bake them in?
2: Well, they I, I they
1: those into the counters?
2: Well, I don't know how counters will go in the oven at 105 degrees, but we're welcome to find out. Right,
1: because you don't consider – you're not a counter expert. Like well, They might have baked them in there. Or well, they're...
2: I'm talking about 105 degrees Celsius, not fucking Fahrenheit.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what well, kind of numbers yeah, you're discussing. You know, you know
2: – you know, coming to the 20th century, guys, you know, Celsius. Is that like
1: electrum pieces? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that platinum
3: pieces?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are the biggest bunch of retards on the internet.
0: Like, this yeah, whole yeah. podcast
1: is just.
0: It's ridiculous.
2: This is so, interesting.
1: Interesting, interesting. Hey, hey so guys, hey, does anyone want to learn about warming? <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about units of temperature.
2: Oh lord, we're, we're, we need help. We need a lot of help. So my uh,
1: review endeth.
0: You have to oh, give yeah. it a rating. So,
1: so how, how many beers? So, so overall though, so basically what you're saying is you can play the one game and then that'll help you play all the other ones too.
2: Correct. Like, that's like the beauty once you play of one, the series. The correct. So that's the beauty of the series. You You learn the system, and then you can play every battle and there's something like oh god those uh, there's something like 30 battles if you're willing to go back the original one um which is which is fantastic um but i would rate this about eight beers out of ten you can really go to town until you drop with this system
1: there you go so fuck you guy on itunes who gives us a bad review because says we're too drunk to actually do game reviews so
2: uh, don't worry about iTunes, people, mate, because you know these are the type of guys that you know they have to they have to rub their legs together when they go to the toilet and sit down. to yeah, have we, a I
1: don't, I don't think we've done an iTunes review in like three years. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that sounds about right. We've been we okay. we I, I don't know. I don't know how we've done it, but we're off the radar a little bit. We're a little bit off the radar.
2: And I think you should stay off the. I think you should stay off the radar because I think that's fantastic for this for the continuation and success of this podcast.
1: You know what you know what I see, though? I see some great stuff where we do, where we have young guys. I've seen a lot of – uh, Jason, have you seen the stuff with Tom, the guy yeah. in Wisconsin coming mm-hmm. on and playing with Justin? Like, we've had a lot of young guys coming in, Nick, uh, John's nephew. Uh, but we have guys and a bunch of other guys.
0: Oh, yeah, Tom's like Sean. cool. He he plays bass in like three bands. That's ridiculous. Yeah, of oh, that's awesome. hey, what is he doing? Hanging out with us? Yeah, of course you'd love that because that's total hipster shit. You that's that's awesome. You're hipster kindred,
1: kindred spirit. <laughs> I knew I knew you would love that shit right away. <laughs> I was wearing a flannel if you, earlier. If you were I got below on 100 Facebook. here,
0: and I broke out the flannel. Yeah,
1: Jason. If you were well, on Facebook, you could have supported Tom, but no, I had to do. it. I had to. Bring down, I, I appreciate it so uh but yeah we got a bunch of young guys and uh that's kind of the weird thing because when i see guys come into our guild or guys who are joining up with us they're guys who are like very short time on BGJ. you know we're starting now with a lot of guys who have like just checked it out and like hey what's going on here so i know uh, you weren't going with that whatever
0: we appreciate all of them yeah, weird. yeah. i think i we think the
2: reason and i think the reason for that is because it's a nice relaxing it's, it's a nice relaxing environment. I think and uh, where you know almost anything goes. So, that's fantastic.
1: Do do you think so you you think the are recorded environments. This is relaxing. This is good.
2: Oh, look this yeah. is this is fantastic you're other wargaming podcasts which are a little bit anal retentive, I think.
1: So, so okay, okay, Tony, what 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 wargaming podcast do you hate the most?
2: Well, wow, that's an interesting question dave and that's probably something i'm not prepared to actually say online at this stage because i think oh no i'd more, love to hear
1: it i'd love to hear it tony why don't we let well let's hear it
2: i i think the more award gaming podcasts the better or give I me think. a
1: general profile give me a general profile of a podcast that you do not like
2: well i'd like to actually change the subject dave and i think what i would like <laughs> <going> to do <laughs> What I would like to do is actually give you four pieces of his Aussie slang that you can use at your next convention.
1: Okay, let's go. Let's do it.
2: So if you come across a person who's an absolute ass hat, you're playing a game, you're at a convention, you're playing a public game, and this person is an ass hat. Okay. All right, they're uh, whatever. You know, we've you know, you've you've talked in the previous podcasts about people where you think this guy's something wrong. What yeah,
1: guys that would like to choke with their own colostomy bags. Yeah. Correct. So
2: a good Aussie slang is dilly gaff for that.
1: So wow. dilly, dilly, gaff?
2: Dilly, dilly gaff, which means do I look like I give a fuck? Hmm.
1: So dilly gaff, okay.
2: Dilly gaff. So that's, that's for that situation. Then you just walk off and go and actually play a game that you enjoy, and leave them at the table, and they can play no. by themselves.
1: Well, t- well, Tony, you've, you've heard of the phrase MILF? You've heard of the, the MILF I, phrase? I have that, yes. Have you ever heard of the phrase Med? No, that's an interesting <laughs> one. It's, I,
0: it's, I haven't either. It's woman I'd never fuck with your dick.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that.
1: Right, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Tra- trademark uh, Advanced Central Combat Podcast Incorporated. Right. So what's that again, please? It's called Winf Mid. Woman, I'd never fuck with your dick.
2: That is beautiful. I've written that down. Thank you very much for that. So another one is that when... You are you're in a convention and you're in a public game or something like that, and you're explaining a rule which is so obvious a five year old could get it. Okay, and the Aussie slang for that stands out like dogs' balls.
1: Okay, that's good. So that's a good one. So the idea is standing out with dogs' dogs' balls is bad. Like yeah. you're not getting it. Everyone else this- understands, but not you.
2: Correct. This stands out like dog's balls, right? So, now, yeah, do exactly. Guys,
1: do you guys really have one that's like a, like a, but she looks like a bag of dead assholes? Is that really a Aussie thing?
2: Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we do have that, but that's not one I actually included with that. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, is that too inappropriate? I've heard that one, though. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Thanks a lot, Kev Sharp. Gen- Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah. I really Kev, appreciate Kev. the input there. <laughs>
2: Kev Kev is a beautiful man. No, I Kev? have actually got a crush on. I've actually got a crush Tony, is, a Kev.
1: Is, is Kev kind of like a, a major figure in Australia, like wargaming? Like is Kev kind of like a Kev? Giant, is he a giant of Australian wargaming?
2: Kev is up there like John Edwards, who designed Russian campaigns.
1: I think that's fair. So he's big, right? So like-
2: Kev 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 is big. Kev is big. Like Kev is a you know he he's he's, he's a. He's half muggle in Australia. You know, when you think about war wargaming, you know what a half muggle is?
1: No, I have no idea.
2: So, you know, a, a full muggle is when you have a full hard-on. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. I like where this is going. <laughs> this is good.
2: Kev's, Kev's a half muggle. Like, he is like when you're driving on the road, you think about wargaming, you think about Kev, and you think, yeah, he's the man. He is the man.
1: When do you satisfy that feeling? Like later on, when you're back in your apartment.
2: Well, well, that's the thing. That's the thing because, like, um, I mean, Australia invented uh, Mardi Gras, so Mardi, Mardi Gras were in, look, look, no, actually, I, not I quite right. I'm, Mardi... I'm
1: beginning to think the biggest problem of Australia <laughs> is there's a lot of distance and a lot of separation from easy access to hand lotion. Well, that's exactly right. These seem to be the big critical resources. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: look, I have to correct myself. Mardi Gras were invented in San Francisco, but Sydney, Australia really took the concept and ran with it. I I don't even
1: think that's correct, though. I appreciate Tony. I appreciate your analysis of the Mardi Gras type of situation. I I don't think that's at all where they came from. (laughs) <laughs> so Kev Kev
2: is like the war gaming Mardi Gras he is. He is really like, good.
1: Are you, are you saying Mardi Gras? Like Mardi Gras, yeah, that's right. Like the like the party? Yeah, yeah, Like the party, you know. No, I guarantee TV that did not come from San Francisco. That's like absolutely not where that, that tradition came from. <laughs> well, Sydney, Australia
2: has got the biggest gay Mardi Gras in the world. And look, and when I think about wargaming in Australia, I think about Kev as really the head of that Mardi Gras parade.
1: For for, for Australia. That's good. For, but, for Australia. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think you're, 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 if you're going to study for your master's degree, I hope it's not in the Mardi Gras uh, research area. Because I'm pretty positive <laughs> that it did not come from San Francisco.
2: Okay, well, I keep that in mind, mate. I keep that in mind.
1: Tony's like, I'm just going to pick, like, the gayest city I can possibly find, and that's going to be where it's from.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So um, just going back, so another thing to say is when you come across somebody, you know, you're playing someone in a game, and they make an illegal move.
1: Okay, this is good, because this happens all the time. Pete is always trying to screw me over on ASL, so this is good.
2: So what you say in Aussie slang is, fair suck of the sav, mate.
1: God, you guys are very verbose. <laughs> the,
0: the sayings are yes. outrageous. Fair, fair of suck, suck.
2: Of the suck of the sav, mate. So a savalloy is a sausage in Australia.
1: Oh, my God. How do you spell that? Can you type it out for us?
2: So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Just one moment.
0: I appreciate the effort you're putting in here.
1: Fair suck of the save, mate. Is that what you say, Jason? Is that what we say to each other? Fair suck
0: of the save. <laughs> I I try not to use that many words over the course of an hour of playing, so Oh right. fair suck of the save, mate. That's intense. Yeah, I I, I like our word where we say, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> fair suck of the save, okay, so so break it down for me. What does that mean so
2: what that what that means is that um you have fucking done a legal move, fucking take it back, or I'm gonna take you out back and smash you one over here,
0: although you know economy of words if if you're trying to say all that in in six words, that's 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 fair. Rather than just, "Hey, you made an illegal move."
1: I'm looking at fair suck of the save mate. So like, do you need to put the mate at the end because you're already telling him, "Hey, fair suck of the save." Like, why do you have to say mate at the end? Like, hey buddy, I'm about. You to, do not have that's to. That's what I'm about to fucking. Clock that's what, you what makes over it the Australian. Oh, the mate part. <laughs> fair suck of the save. God. So man. you can. So, so what's the derivation? Sav- Where does that come from?
2: So that comes from the fair suck like, of the Savoloids. Savoloid is like a, um, it's like a, um, a Vienna sausage. I, I don't know what you call them in the US. Do you call them Viennas?
0: Yeah, the little canned sausage. Uh, yeah, we, we, we like that.
1: actually rarely call them any because we're all on low, low carb type diets. We don't <laughs> too, much <laughs> sodium. too much sodium. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So fair suck of the save is like, uh, you know, you suck the salt out of them, you know, and then before you just uh, sink your teeth into them and enjoy the actual the flavor.
1: So, but 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 that's what I understand. So you're basically saying, so you think the guy screwed you over, and you're saying fair suck of the save, but like yeah, it's, it's not so, fair because you think he fucked you over. What is fair? No, to no. fair sorry, it's fair sif
2: fair suck of the sav. I think I actually spelled that wrong.
1: Okay, can you re-spell that for us so we can understand what the hell the thing <laughs> thinks
0: But does 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 fair mean something yeah, right. different that's in Australia? That.
1: that doesn't help us any. <laughs> <laughs> no, So in Australia, so I think I think then
0: is it like ironic? Like well played? Yeah, like sort of fucked me over. That's like, that's what we, what we would play.
2: No, no. It actually, it's actually, it's a uh, comment that says you've cheated me. I want you to fucking fix that up now.
1: Are you, are you the only person that interprets this comment this way,
2: or
0: is there? This <laughs> is, is universal.
2: No, no, no. This is not. It's 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 very much Australian slang. So
0: yeah, because the, the the Australian sayings have things like frog butts and all sorts <laughs> of crazy, crazy shit in them. Right? Like, yeah,
2: yeah, it does. It does. There's
0: some there's some interesting stuff in there.
2: It, it does. So what I'm suggesting is, when you use these sayings, you need to actually um, you need to use your regional dialect to um, to really bring across the meaning. Uh, so <laughs> meaning.
0: So we have to Americanize it a little I, bit. Maybe? I
2: think so. so instead of, so instead of saying <laughs> exactly. So instead of saying. Fair suck of the sav, you you might say, you know, fair suck of the wiener.
0: <laughs> or just suck a dick.
2: Or just suck a dick. So right, you got yeah. you suck a dick. Take <laughs> back that move. Take it
0: take it back. Fix it.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: I do not approve. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Tony,
1: so let me ask you a question. Do you have to use reading glasses when you play games? Yeah.
2: No, I'm I'm lucky, I only need to use glasses for driving, not actually for playing games. So
1: God, Jason, have you got the point where you have to like have glasses to play the games or you're you're okay?
0: No, I I'm the same way. I'm I'm good up front but but to drive and to really walk more than ten feet I, I Fuck, I'm like I'm
1: twenty twenty everywhere else but for reading all straight glasses. So I have to
2: Oh, that's that sucks. Yeah, it's I'm in sorry there. to say that. Like
1: I can't read anything. So, like literally, I have to give my kid the bill when they give me a bill. I'm like, "What does it say? What does the bill say?" Because I can't read that shit. So, but, okay, and it, okay, and it's only one more argument for me to not do miniature wargaming because, like, can you imagine me trying to paint shit
0: like with the fucking? Oh yeah, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh dear, you're wearing the, the the jeweler's coops.
2: Now I've got one more Her loops. I've got one more saying, Aussie saying oh, that gosh. you can use for I for AAC con.
0: It, okay. It,
1: and I can only imagine how hard it's going to be for us to understand what the hell you're saying, but let's, let's do it.
2: Okay. So, so this is it. So he's got the wobbly
1: boots on. So he, is that drunk? So that's drunk.
2: exactly. So
1: you're the that, saying that? when no. someone is really drunk. Uh, believe me, we have way worse shit we would say about
0: people in that condition and everyone's going to be like that. So, yeah, so, I, so he, I had the wobbly boots on. So last he's time.
2: got the wobbly boots on when someone's really drunk and everyone can see this really drunk, except for the guy who's really drunk, like Kev.
1: Do you, do you know <laughs> what the uh, do you know what the American version of that
0: is?
2: No, tell me that.
0: That guy's shit faced. <laughs> <Shit-faced.
2: laughs> I like that. I like that.
0: Or we can make it we can make it British and say he's pissed. Same diff mm-hmm well i like wobbly boots though
1: are you going to use that well jason are you going to use that i time? might like oh i don't want to get my boots all wobbly <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who's wearing fucking... and also
1: hey also honestly tony it makes you guys might wear kind of fucking weak who the fuck wears boots like you guys wearing like boots who's wearing boots what are you a wicked witch <laughs> like a wicked witch or something
0: do you not wear boots, who boots? don't
1: you wear boots I wear Where? boots. Like to a gaming convention. Don't you wear boots? I'm wearing flip flops. To work. You wear boots Dave. to work? Yeah. Oh my I god. Don't... I feel like sometimes really Jason, I feel like I don't even know who you are. You're wearing boots to <laughs> Dave. work. Dive boots. Have... Like just Don't you wear boots? Just... Don't you wear boots, Dave? No, I wear like Columbia like shoes, like regular shoes. I don't wear boots anywhere.
2: That's that's. I mean, Dave. I think. Um,
1: what do you think's going to happen? Like a flood? I, like what's? I, why boots? Oh, they're
0: they're just they're because once you break. You them, think someone's going to attack yeah. you and try to bend your ankles? Yeah.
2: No, 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 no. I'm talking about things like Chelsea <laughs> boots, Dave. You don't you don't know what Chelsea boots are?
1: Oh God, no! I don't want to know. This is what you should have been Dude. explaining to us. So you 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 gave us all this bullshit Australian stuff. Now tell us all the secretly gay stuff that you wear that you're going to explain to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not.
0: I wasn't talking about Josie. I don't, I don't wear Chelsea boots.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what
0: that is. No, no like I wear like combat
1: boots. Yeah, no, 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 Chelsea
2: boots are a bit like combat boots. They're ankle high. Um, but uh, you just get them in various sort of different colours, but they're uh, you know they're made out of real leather and everything like that, and they look really cool.
0: I think we would call that a cowboy boot.
2: Yeah, it's probably a cowboy boot, but uh,
0: no. in
2: Australia they're called Chelsea boots, so which is the English derivation. Fuck the pomps.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, we uh, what do we call those? The ankle boots. Ankle burns. boots there's there's a yeah there's another yeah yeah yeah. dave bailed
2: yeah I, i'm surprised that dave is not hip and and uh actually more interested in, in fashion and being calm with himself <laughs>
0: dave was done with the chelsea boot yeah
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wasn't offended. I I, I got kicked off for I, I hope Sorry. it records
0: on my end so I don't have to re- edit again. It was glorious. I was so awesome. mad about the
1: Chelsea boost. Yeah, my my, my recording's
2: don't. still going, so we're good.
0: I you For Jason, I think I didn't record him, but Dave, we'll you should it. talk about game we food. Problem. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're approaching 3 hours. I might I might save mine for for next time.
1: okay so um, yeah right the, the that's right so uh, we have the, I have the ambient foo I just want to talk about it briefly because actually the good thing is I already talked about MBT so uh, uh, first thing I want to talk about though is OCS Sicily 2 operational matters uh, I think MMP did a really great job and basically they they issued this Sicily 2 game which was kind of like a uh, like a uh, Sure, a plastic like folder game. It wasn't a box game. So uh, And it was for Sicily they redid Sicily to where it would be a smaller map and the the counters wouldn't be as intensive as the first Sicily but the best thing that they did was they included all of uh, these articles about How to play or how to handle all of the other OCS games so Inside it's basically a big magazine book that includes all the rules oh, for Sicily too, but it also includes tons of articles on how to play or advice on how to play OCS or how to play any of the different OCS modules that have been out in the past. So, yeah, it's really good. I mean, like, I want to say it's like, I want to say it was like 45 bucks or something, but it came with maps, counters, but the, the real gem of the thing is the book, which gives you these great, Articles for every like if you want to play uh, DAC, or if you want to play Baltic Gap, or Korea, or Cube's Pocket, or Burma. There's all these articles in here about it. And if you just want to play OCS, it gives you basically the whole battle for Sicily right inside the uh, the book, and it's in a very strong binding. So I thought it was a great effort by them because you know sometimes I've criticized OCS and some other games for not uh... producing products that are maybe receptive to beginners or guys who didn't know how to play uh... i know i did that with gts I, I that pisses me off with gts i think gts is not very good at bringing in new players but for ocs i mean fuck reluctant enemies uh... sicily 2 this sicily 2 set is yeah, good, the thing you, you want to know. get if this is cool. something where you want to learn how to play ocs because it's it's got the whole game all the maps everything the counters and then all these other great articles for all the other versions of the game that you might watch. So, that's it. Yeah, really good. Really great product. And I'm not going to even get into the fact that MMP has recently said they're going to do, uh, Red Factories and Red October. And they're, doing, uh, they're re- redoing uh, great campaigns of the Civil War, uh, Roads to Gettysburg. Which is going to be incredible and the battle for Atlanta, which is going to be bundled. So of course, Mm. I fucking pre-ordered all that shit. Mm. Oh
2: Understand
1: as much as I would like to pre-order through NWS. The downside is I have to pay right away and I would rather pay later With Christmas coming around Yeah, if you do the pre-order through NWS you might save some bucks, but uh, the downside is you have to pay now so So I said, so I think, I I really think OCS is great. I'm I'm really happy, I love OCS. Like guys, if you have played World War II and you really want to get into like uh, supply and just, even if you're a little intimidated by the way the system works, this is a great game to buy so it it not only gives you the game with everything you need to play it so, the so one thing i'd like to add there is um, look, but I'm, it also kind I'm of probably know maybe it gives you a war game like, hey maybe, I, guy, maybe but I should I would buy this game you may re- need to buy a good plus blitzkrieg or something correct like so correct,
2: like, wait, correct. I, am,
0: I appreciate your input
2: correct but i would but i've played ocs and one of the beautiful things about ocs is it's got a fantastic oh, why?
1: because you buy rule the set product that is easy that to understand.
2: It is crap easy to actually learn and actually play the game.
1: It is really it, it is really easy, right? That's right. Uh,
2: correct. Correct, the, the correct. So the rules are so well laid out, they but make the, the sense, they're in game, right? logical where order, and you read... In
1: implementation, but deep in strategy, you know, we're...
2: Correct, correct, and they're beautifully written, I mean, a fantastic set of rules, I I actually think that sh- this should be the rules, There's, there's, there's never should any be a template for what any war in terms of moment. how they're laid out.
1: I agree. I agree. That's great. And that's a great point, Tony. Um, and the other thing Correct. is the way the game works with supply is interesting. People always focus on the supply, but really this, the surprise aspect of the game is one of the most important aspects because Correct. it really rewards quality of troops. which is one of the most important, any guy who's ever been in the military will tell you he did nobody wants to go to war. With a unit that's fucked up, every unit wants to go to war with the 82nd Correct. Airborne or the First Paris or those are the guys they want to go to war with. They don't want to go to war with the <laughs> uh, 43rd uh, Liverpool Regiment. You know, like nobody wants to go with those units. So, so if you're I know a, if you're a soldier, you, you want the Duke, 82nd Airborne to be like on your you flanks. The post. Liverpool, the, that Liverpool Regiment was at my uh, at Fort Lewis when I was there, and you guys stole like everything on both So. Sorry. Um, that's who you want to roll with, right? So uh, the whole idea of efficiency rating and how that affects surprise and how that affects combat. Like, basically, Correct. if you're a 5 and your opponent's a two, first of all, you roll for surprise, which can shift the odds drastically. That surprise roll is a competitive roll that's modified by your quality. And that can shift the odds drastically from what would have been a one-to-one attack to a six-to-one attack if you do well. But the kicker is, on top of that, you get to add your difference in efficiency That's correct. And also, the other thing, too, is really, really, really good ICS players have a really good understanding of how to use reserves. Because the truth is, in warfare, quality is the most important thing. So... Oh, yeah, no. because you could tell that, because I played Duck in the game, <laughs> and I was the Soviets, it was cursed. not not a scenario the Soviets are supposed to win, but Duck basically teabagged me, if there could be a game, an OCS game, where a guy gets tea bagged, he well. teabagged me, like, he was like, Rolling into my own supply depot, so it was really it was my supply, tank, rubbing bagging. his taint on it, and then shoving it down my throat, killing my guy. It was brutal. It got to where I'm like, Yeah, I don't think I can
0: even do anything back. Like, <laughs> he, he just tucked him in. So,
1: <laughs> oh no, he 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 went, he went, it was, I would say, balls deep, but deeper than balls deep. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, oh yeah. Yeah, I was bur- I was burping I was I was burping German ass for like three months after the game. So but he fucking totally schooled me on it. But that that's the beauty of it. Like you can it's it's got great flexibility, beautiful game. If you haven't played OCS, get it. No, uh, no, And so so the, no. the argument for me was always well it's, which no, can get uh like, I was all before I'd always say Baltic Gap. Because I didn't feel like *Reluctant Enemies* was a very good uh, buy, because it was like it's it's like in the Middle East and. But I would say now, Sicily too. Get I'd, it. I'd actually, gives you all the articles, recommend gives you the getting whole game
2: Tunisia in, too because it's, it's, quite actually it's a balanced check, scenario. Really check it out.
1: if you want to really see what's going on and be a big man. Get Guderian's Blitzkrieg and play that shit. So, that will jump you right in. That's Right, and they they up the graphics quite a bit on the map. I, oh, I, I think Tunisia, the opening scenario of Tunisia is a great,
2: scenario I think Tunisia for learners, because,
1: um, where got um all the, especially the if you have two, two players who uh, don't know
2: the system, the problem is the
1: map, which is often
2: so bad, difficult because both sides they, they have really the ability the to they attack and defend it. at the same time, which I really like about Tunisia.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and you've got a very strong uh, uh, allied side, correct? Correct. Low efficiency. But, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, and that too. But uh, yeah, so, it's, that's what they call it's action interesting it. because, like, have, on, I but suppose, you but you do German but that's also balanced when, when Monty arrives kind of with to the Eighth Army like, as well. Clean up. So.
1: <laughs> well, in the end, if you really wanna be one of us, you're gonna get out there and you're gonna you're gonna convince your wife that you need a room and you're gonna need a big room and then you're gonna set up DAC two and set up the whole North Africa shit. And that's what you really we know. Come on, come on boys. That's what you that's what you really wanna do. Some of you guys are maybe graduating from college and you're like, eh, I don't know if I've met that girl I, I like dig the, it this is what, what we're you given for you want the big room with with the big table and that's what we're going to do so Fuck. that's my review i guess there we go sicily two bing wow wow uh well, i just knocked out my mbt stuff off the table um i give sicily two a you don't I think to that might give be our a first time because i think it's so good at what it does for what it's made to do. Like, seriously, if you're trying to get guys interest in OCS, perfect. I mean, well, and they and they took a module that was basically like an unattainable module. Like no one could get Cisile. So I no think, one, right on, I think was, one of the critics you couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, they've made it smaller and more reasonable. Yeah. And then packed it with all the great things. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I think it's good. Now and M- MBT, MBT, I'm going to wait on. I yeah, need I, to sure. I'm disappointed,
2: but from, from my perspective, it sounds Gene, like they've just uh, actually gave, uh, replicated a, a uh, 1999 rule set. Too much. That's rain, my issue.
1: To just everyone on the right.
2: No, I didn't, because I looked at the rules and I thought. You know, these rules are worse than the Tobruk rules, which I played. Yeah, it's very... And I thought, I'm not going to invest in this uh, game.
1: Tony, did you play it back then? Yeah, they're very complex. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's uh, not indeed, the is Look, complex, I really, I really so enjoy. I played uh, the Tobruk, um
0: system like, to oh death God. because it was a fantastic inden- system me, like, because the of the its modifier? programmed learning, like, complex, point, complex point, system. Wanna, but the like, fact you played, your,
2: you know, you played your ten scenarios, which each introduced a new concept. And by the time you got to the end of it, you thought, "This is easy." And it sounds like.
1: Right, right. The problem with this game is that the basic game is tanks only with the basic rules, no, and that's indeed. it. So, if you want to move on to advanced, you have to basically read fifty-five pages. Sorry, my pages
2: my girlfriend rules. just bought some water in because I think she's concerned oh, I'm drinking too much. That's
0: a that's a problem. <laughs> good honor, good honor.
2: Oh, just a, just a bottle of wine because I I have to admit something, and I, and I know bloody. Jeff is going to just, just scream oh, at you Tell us. Is that, fine.
1: You're fine, you're fine. I actually I don't drink so how much because of my like ketogenic diet. So
2: um, the only time I drink is either with my girlfriend, like we have a special occasion, but this podcast is a special occasion, so I'm drinking.
0: Indeed it is. We appreciate your effort. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been on that diet? Um since
2: since January and um yeah I've actually lost um, I've actually went down by thirty yeah, gene to a thirty three now. So, so yeah, I've lost three inches. Oh, I could be I could actually be lying to you. Um, that's right.
0: <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of effort. <laughs>
2: It's it's actually not. Yeah, it's funny like, because we it's seventy percent fat. I just eat as much bacon and cream as much as I like and other sort of fats. Yeah, it sounds. <sighs> well, that's the thing is I don't drink any booze, which, which is why I'm. <laughs> which is which is why so, so, Jeff so, is going so go to absolutely go to town
3: on me, which I'm really concerned.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Love you, Jeff oh my god i feel like you've been living the lie for the past couple months i i know i know i mean aren't you the guy you're, you're only, yeah you're that's the right wrong but guy. hey let's not let the facts get in the way yeah, of the wrong with let's not let the facts get in the way of the good you story you no? never said my drink is Indeed. a uh it's a 12 ounce bottle of water
2: so uh, what I would like to do is get down to thirty-two inches waist size. So in terms of health for men, it's got nothing absolutely right. fucking That's got right. nothing so, to do with weight. Uh, it's a, actually got to do with waist weight? size. So the smaller waist size you have, the better you are. Depending on depending on what your um quite- on your height. On your weight and height ratio so wherever you know if you're a really really tall big guy your weight size might be at 38 what, inches
0: what? okay are we talking about weight or or waist or, we're, or hips we're, we're talking
2: we're talking about waist we're talking about waist
0: because i i wear a 32 pants but i don't have a 32 waist
2: well you might be absolutely fine with that
1: all right, okay, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is starting to feel like a different kind show.
2: If, if your wife <laughs> likes the muffin tops because she likes something to hold on to, yeah. where you're doing the horizontal, exactly. where, when you're doing the horizontal they, folk Jason dancing, that is
1: fine. Jason likes a little muffin top on the top. He likes a muffin top. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs>
0: I think three hours is enough. Okay,
1: I think we need to – I'm going to either – End this podcast now, I'll so. nuke it from orbit. So, I don't, I'm not sure which one I want to
0: do. I'm not sorry, I'm okay. not sorry at all. So, we
1: want to stop at this point, or hey guys, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, really sorry that it got really <laughs> weird do. at the end about diets and because, because, because. Because nobody nobody wants that's nobody true. wants to mix their work and fun with a random talk about dieting. But uh, and, and look, I really, totally I would encourage you guys to go to the convention, right? and so, I would love to just see come all to the of convention. you. We have a convention in you know, somewhere in within the next that's five right. years. Convention I in October. Advance after combat. Uh, that's it. That's all I have to say.
2: No, no, it's not Darth. No, no. When, I, when I go to the convention, I will be drinking. I will be drinking until they I'm drunk every diet, day. On there, is
1: that a diet threat? Is that a diet? Are you doing it? Is that a mm-hmm. diet? microaggression? Are you Dave, Are you doing a diet microaggression? Dave, <laughs> you,
2: are, you, are putting, you are putting words into my mouth, and I don't want to decapity search when
3: are I you arrive at Los they Angeles go to you airport? airport. They're not
1: going to make it to the convention. <laughs> that might be a that's a terror. That might be a terrorist threat. <laughs> so, yeah, thank
2: you for the opportunity, and I really appreciate the invitation to the podcast.
1: Sorry, already on the no-fly list. We'll see, it, see how it goes.
0: <laughs> and knock it off. Well, I, cool. you know, I, well, that's yeah. great. I, I we're really done. appreciate it at the end,
1: though, Tony, that you actually showed some respect for us, and and we're thankful. That's good. Bye. That's right. All right, so that's it. Are we, are we done, boys? All right. Finish, close, the curtain, drops. Visit us at http colon slash slash bardgamegeek.com slash build slash 1660 or contact us at advance after
3: combat at gmail.com.